Worst drivers yep. in Virginia, though. Charlie. They do when they approve your loan. What is it? Whatever that term is, I need that to be my pronoun. My girls will go out to one lady's night. That's it. You can go back with a rule book. And then one book coming to me. And then. All right. Are y'all going to kill me if I say, do we throw Michael when he got the skin color change? No, no, uh-uh. no, I demand it. No, nope. I'm walking off the stroke. I'm walking off the stroke. He has a no, I've got to be a stroke. No, no, no. no yeah, thank you. Yeah. I was just asking a question. First of all, I... For a stadium to be built outside of Buffalo. We have to talk not about just individual behaviors, but about the system, right? <laughs> So for, for the believers, it's just like, I have to believe, you know, the God in her, just like she has to believe it in me. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to Let's Chop It Up. Please follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Like and subscribe and tell a friend and tell a friend about four brothers on this YouTube channel. My brothers from another mother, we took some time off. We had to recharge. We had to enjoy some of the summer. I ain't seen you brothers in a while, man. Talk to me. How you been, Derek? Hey, man. Um, I've been cool. All right. I finally got my AC fixed. We good. Uh, I remember last time we were actually on, I think I was having some some uh, communications issues. You know what I mean? That was actually because my house was so hot. It started <laughs> interfering with my router, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, oh wow. Damn. So, yeah. So that's what that was really about last time. Um, But now it's nice and comfortable. Obviously, we got our AC. Now we don't need it because we have a normal... <laughs> Humane temperature going on, which I, of course, <laughs> predicted would happen. Um, but you know, it's good to have some sense of normalcy. I went down south. Oh, I shouldn't say really south. So, uh, more south. Um, this weekend for the family reunion. Um, this was a major reunion. Uh, my father uh, planned on being there this year. Obviously, he didn't make it. Um, so it's very, very important that I make it and that my family be there and really represent for him uh, to the family. So um, it was definitely his side of the family. So it was a wonderful time. It was down in the DMV area at the same time as the Beyonce concert. Now, Kelvin, I know um, you could have told me something. You know what I mean? You could have made a way out of no way for me. But you know what? You let me go down there anyway because, you know, you was all in Italy and all of that, you know, acting fly. So you could have called Beyonce or something and did something for your brother. Um, but let me tell you, though, man, D.C. is gully. D.C. is gully, oh, man. man. My nephew went down there. They, yo, I'm telling you, he showed up. I don't know. It was late, man. He showed up maybe about three o'clock in the morning. We in the hot. We in the we in the uh, hotel lobby. You know, we drinking it up, and we took over. We we lab- we labeled it the takeover, and that's exactly what we did. We took over, and we got <clears throat> took over the whole hotel lobby, man. Drinks out, carried on. He shows up three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning to check in. 
by and by the net by by seven o'clock, all four tire, all four wheels were stolen off his car. All right. Wow. Wow. It was madness. It was madness. We trying to figure out, and I say by seven because that's when another family member caught whoever was doing it. They hit like two or three different hotels down there. I guess they got wind that Beyonce was in town, and we all had our little um, bullseyes on our back. You know what I mean? They were looking for out of out of town place. So we got got. You know, um, but um, but I'm telling you, man. Out, but we didn't, we didn't, you know. But we did all right, man. He wound up driving his car back. He wound. We we got, you know. Oh, listen, we were at full strength, so family was everywhere. So we took care of him. You know what I mean? So he got. Did back we lose? Huh? So um, so um, so yeah. But you know, but other than that, man, everything is lovely. Uh, just made it back, feeling real good about a lot of different things. I'm not gonna hog too much of this up, man, because I want to spread it around. I can go on and on. Um, but I'm gonna let Damien get in here, get in here, and say a little something. What's going on, Damien? How was how was your week, man? How you been? What's up? Um, good to see everybody uh, back together. <clears throat> Shout out to everybody who was on the show the last few weeks, filling in for Kelvin, filling in for Demar. That was dope. Um, appreciate everybody. We have a team of people who can just, you know, it's like next man up. That's a great feeling. Um, and the question is, how was my weekend? Uh, I did get to spend some time with family. Shout out to my family. I love them. Um, celebrated my sister Dawn, who passed. One of my biggest supporters. My um, oldest sister. Um, and it was good. It was good to see some family. It was good to sit down, talk, connect, joke, laugh at things. You know how family, like you, you probably understand what I mean, Derek. When you yeah, laugh yeah. at things that wasn't funny for the last twenty years because you ain't talk about it for twenty years. So you know <laughs> what I mean. Mm -hmm. I like you know, the inside family jokes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I also want to shout out somebody we both know, Demar Roland Knight. His birthday is today. Yeah, shout Roland, out Roland. Roland just text me. Yeah, yeah. Tell him. Tell him. Get on. The, Get on the, the freaking chat so I can so you can see the shout out properly. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah happy birthday to him. Honestly, when I started working in the organization that Demar was working for, he was the person I was paired with. We were pro program directors, and yo, we've been like tight from day one. First conversation, it was boom, and it was it was never an issue after that. Um, mm -hmm. Still, he's like a family member to me. Um, so I want to shout him out on his birthday and. I don't really want to talk about my, my uh, any more about my week because I'm ready to get to the topics because we got some things we need to talk about. <laughs> uh, I have a a like a whiteboard. I got like a table. I got this new like bedside stool thing that Demond got me for moving in. I'm trying to practice swinging all of those things. I feel like they <laughs> need to be multifaceted. Like you know how some they have like people who are archers, people who are riflemen people who are infantry. So I'm trying to enlist in the warriors of light and I'm just trying to find out which household item I would be proficient in right now. So we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> Facts. Kelvin, what's going on, bro? All right. I hope y'all can hear me because I don't know if I'm having technical difficulties already. Uh, I hate to do that on the day back. Can you guys can hear, hear me good? We can hear you, but you froze. Like I'm I, frozen like right now. Yes, you are, yeah. brother. You are frozen. Yeah. Are we gonna call Calvin Street clothes? <laughs> I can't believe it. Am I frozen in a good position? You're frozen with a white man's hat on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Let me say mine anyway, and then I'm gonna go out and come back in. So, um, first of all, I'm really, really happy about um, my 50th birthday. Uh, uh, was treated to a trip to Italy by my my friend, and that was just uh, she really hooked me up. So I'm, I'm appreciative of that I had a great. Italy. Good to be back with you guys. I enjoyed the shows while I was gone. Uh, great job with everybody. Um, and and lastly, I want to just tell everybody, I officially 
be boycotting ESPN but let my man Mark Jackson go with the 18. So I'm done with ESPN. I'm letting y'all know they cut off and that's just it. And I'm hoping Tyler Perry, now that he has reacquired BET, I hope he starts taking all that black talent and do like a sports division on BET and hook everybody up in that regard. All right, that's what I want to see. You know what I'm saying? Now, as I try to get myself back together, I'm going to hand it off to the point guard number one in your program. My man D, what's the story? Talk to me. Man, first of all, Mark Jackson was kind of boring, so I ain't even mad at that. D, you cut off too. So you boy, you back. We get an early back. scroll. Yeah, yeah. I'm back. I'm I'm unfrozen. Yeah, you're frozen, but you got yeah, kind of fuzzy. You kind of fuzzy. You may have to clean your. Right, I'm gonna go out and come back in, but y'all trying to disrespect. Nah, Mark no, he'll go, he'll Mark catch, okay. he he'll catch up. He'll catch up. And Demond, you you a Knicks fan, right? You want to see the Knicks do well? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And the man you dissing is the man that they've needed for the last decade. Mark, Mark, in- no, to be honest with you, Mark Jackson will never get a job at NBA because Mark Jackson is not built of the NBA culture. Not saying he's a yeah, bad coach, but he, he, he won't have the culture because he's too religious. You got to leave that alone. Oh, you got to separate but the, that. But hmm. then the players respect him. They don't. Nah, see man, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. Don't listen to the stories. Nah, not with these young boys. No, no, not saying that. Not with the young boys. Not with these young boys. These niggas want to smoke weed and and, and wear purses. They're not going to be listening to (laughs) them (laughs) all. I'm saying they got tight pants. They got, they having sex with strippers and, you know, all kind of stuff like porn stars. That's only two. The Knicks, Josh Hart. That's only two. Those those dudes. Nah, you've seen Josh Hart. Yeah, we'll get on it. Anyway, I apologize. How was your week, sir? I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of Mark Jackson. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm a fan of Mark Jackson, but I think some people on ESPN could have went. I'm not mad at it, but you know, TNT been killing them since day one. Exactly. They don't have no personality on ESPN. That's what I'm trying to say. But um, my week was good. My week was cool, man. I went to on a vacation. We Miss Ali went out to DR. We had a kind of rough state because the rooms we had, this it was a presidential suite. Looked like the last time that suite was done over was when Kennedy was alive. And um, besides that, then we got finally my boy came in town. He upgraded us to his his uh his villain. It turned out nice, but that was like on the last day. Um, went to Rock the Bells, man. Everybody knows Hip Hop 50th, man. I was at Rock the Bells. I was very fortunate that my friend Sanford Green that we had on the show, the cartoonist who do the Marvel Universe and all that stuff like that, the stuff that's in the movies right now, there's all the artwork for that, did the artwork once again for Rock the Bells, came over and stayed at my house the majority of the day because this room was already said, let me just kick it with you. And we went to Rock the Bells. It was good to see him in this element that mixes hip-hop and and cartoons and people didn't know who he was. And then I was, I'm, he's so shy, I'm explaining who he was. And people like, I said, no, that stuff you're a kid, that comic book your son has, he drew that. You know, the movie that your son's watching? That's him. You know what I'm saying? So then it was cool that people got in line to do, he only got 150 collect whatever he was signing autographs with 150 of these things made that LL Cool J wanted and it's a collector's item now. That was kind of dope. And then seeing people shine and do the work, the art, I mean doing it, it's like seeing Big Daddy Kane. Y'all seen everybody sign like who was performing. Very dope. I like our older black crowd crowds because we don't smoke as much weed so you don't come back smelling like that new nasty weed. And yeah. and and the, and the brothers still look like men. They don't wear purses. They ain't walking around these tight ass pants on. They ain't got no glitter. And, and the old chicks are realizing I'm too old to have baby hair. So it was cool not seeing baby hair, purses, and tight pants. So it was real cool. It was a cool <laughs> element. We drink beer. You know, we just hang out. We everybody saying, "Pardon me, brother. Excuse me, sister." Mad love and everybody in the crowd participation. We all know we can hear the words, so everybody can sing mm-hmm. the songs. So that was that was. You know, that was pretty cool. And today, my son had a dental appointment, so I'm a little tired. But if I got bags, I've been up early because my son has special needs. We have to have his, his appointments. 
he had to go in the anesthesia. So we had to go to the hospital to take care of his stuff. And that has to happen super early in the morning. So he will have to worry about eating. So my, I'm super tight. My voice is kind of going. But I'm, I'm rocking out here with y'all today, man. So Thank that you. was my week in a nutshell, man. That was my week in can a I, nutshell. Can, yeah, can yeah. I jump in again? Not to, not to take up too much time, but I wanted to acknowledge what you said. You said there were people talking about, excuse me, brother, excuse me, sister. People wasn't trying to dress a certain way. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, a certain age, a certain level of respect. People were enjoying themselves, having a good time. It wasn't some crazy weed everywhere. I hate hookah. You know, all that oh, stuff. Oh, facts. Right? I don't know hookah then yeah, at all. So <laughs> I, I, I know hip hop gets a bad rap. Black people, we get misrepresented all the time, and it's just great to hear that being mm-hmm. said on on any platform by anybody that's a mm-hmm. black man because it's important to know that that exists. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to say that black people are just what they are putting on television or putting on the news, but that other side of it is really important to acknowledge that hip hip hop fiftieth. We should get a hip hop artist on the show. I know, I know somebody, I know somebody who could come in and talk to some, some hip hop too. We yeah, should talk man. about it. I'm going yeah, to. Uh, I'm actually going to the other uh, hip hop Yankee, Yankee Stadium on Friday. So oh, going to that joint. Yeah, so I'm hip hop and I'm old head man. So it was you know, hip hop is a little little younger than me. So I'm just happy I'm having to enjoy every little bit of it, man. So it was, it was uh, it's, it's gonna be a good time, man. It, it, like you said, but you know, brothers like they had vendors out there. Um, oh God, I forgot the sponsor. The vendors pay for their license so they could get into the spot. I can't think of mm. an organization. I wish you got to some beard. I can't James Beard. I think it's a James Beard organization for I think it's in culinary. So all the vendors they were allowed. He, I think he paid their fees to be there. So last year I heard there was day spas, right? I didn't see any day spas. I, I mean, no, said he did like you can get spa treatment. Oh yes, stuff. they did have in the in the VIP stuff. They had a whole bunch of cool stuff and the people just everybody was just hanging like you know dmc i mean run run dmc was there and sanford's real cool dmc so they was you know hanging out everybody's killing everybody's there Mel, melly mel was there you know he got his little beef with eminem going on right now he was there it was just cool it was a real chill vibe and i just loved it that everybody waited in line like hey man hey what's how the food over there and people just like i hold your spot for you it was just no craziness at all and the white people in in forest hill um it was in forest hill stadium they will complain that it's a nine-hour concert. I'm like, this thing happens one year out of 365 days. And we and it's in and out. Nobody leaves on trash. It's kept. It's just a very nice event for hip-hop. And then, like Damien said, for black folks to get a bad rap, we ain't tearing down your place and throwing over garbage cans like these damn heavy, these, you know, the other artists in these places. It was just really chill out, chilled. You know, Did you ever know about that venue before before this? No, I never knew. All my whole life, entire life, I've been back in Forest Hills. Going, I never knew. And back, let me tell you, it's called the West Side something Country Club or something like that. And you know, it, it's it's tennis, it's it's pool, it's a whole bunch. Of, it's like an oasis back there in the freaking stadium, and right there in the middle of the place, in, in, in a neighborhood, in a neighborhood. So it, it threw me up because San Francisco, yo, it was right. I said, bro, I need a GPS because I had never been here before, ever. So, so it was like it was dope. So, and I, I'm a, I'm a queen's head, but I didn't know how to get there. So it was like that was that was different. It was cool. It was it was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, bro. Dope. yeah man, yeah man. So let's yo, let's uh we gotta get into this man. This has been the blackest, blackest, happiest black week of my life in a long time, <laughs> brothers and sisters. Happy August tenth. Out in Alabama, <laughs> I heard it's called Fades Given. Fades Given, Fades Fades. Boy, this was a good goddamn week for black folks. I'm telling you, man. Um, so we had some arrests out in. Uh, I mean, well, we had uh, people that see it. It was in Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama. 
it was a, a, a party boat trying to come in a, a cruise, whatever you want to call them, trying to dock. And these white boys wanted to hold the black man spot. I mean, hold the hold the spot for the boat. And the black man just wanted to do his job. He was paying for, uh, uh, it looked like he was paying for cool school gifts or something, doing some overtime probably. You know, his feet hurting, his corns hurting. And they tried to give a black man a hard time. But Jamie, please show what our brothers and sisters and ancestors came down to do and help this brother out. This morning, arrest warrants have been issued for at least four people after this brawl in Montgomery, Alabama. Witnesses say it started when this crew member in the white uniform tried to move a pontoon boat being used by a group of white men. The boat was blocking a large river boat from docking. Those guys who parked there were told not to leave it there and they left it there. A man confronts the dock worker and then... Several people join in, outnumbering the crew member, this woman kicking the man while he was down. You just felt so helpless for that man, like there's five or six of them on him. That's when witnesses, most if not all of them black, rushed to the man's aid, one even swimming to the dock to join in. The fight turning into a full-on melee, the violence escalating. One man was detained after using a chair as a weapon. Police confirm these videos are part of their investigation. According to Montgomery's mayor, officers detained several reckless individuals for attacking the man who was doing his job. They're going to have to determine who, in fact, really was, if any, were engaged in acts of legitimate self-defense and legally justified self-defense versus individuals who may be charged with being aggressors who were initiating the mayor is holding a news conference today, and when asked if the brawl was racially motivated, he said he could not confirm nor deny it. Oh, man. It was a, it was a good day for black folks. I'm glad these... I mean, white people got their ass. That's white privilege. I mean, people, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the boondocks is right, boy. You get a chance swinging, boy. We, is there something coming across us when we get that chance going, boy? And I'm so I'm just so happy. I am so happy that we finally show love for one another and came out and, and supported. I mean, we always show love in different things, but we really show like we ain't going for it. And we never went for it before. Yeah. That's us awesome. normal black folks always fought. You know, we've seen what happened. We try to fight in Rosewood. We've seen what they did in Haiti. We always fight in Louisiana. We did all kind of riots we did before. So that's a misnomer that we and our ancestors don't don't belittle our ancestors. We are our ancestors. We are we are the shining light of our ancestors. So but go ahead. I don't want to keep talking, man. Your brothers take it over. How did y'all feel about the situation? Do you feel bad for the white folks? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, let me say I'll, I'll say this. First of all, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I don't enjoy watching fighting. I I, just, I, I don't like when people just havoc and stuff like that. It looked like WWE, but I have to admit to see people. I hate people jumping people. I hate that. And are y'all with me? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, we good, bro. All right. I hate I hate watching people attack people, especially you know what I do appreciate is this. I appreciate that people came to the man's aid. I appreciate that in this day and age, it was just a straight behind whoop and no shooting. It was just you just got your behind whoop. That's that, and then you got to give the league MVP to my man that swam across the the canal <laughs> to come and help. I mean, it was like a Royal Rumble. Like everybody was just coming in, coming into the ring. You had to get, and then you also got to get an honorable mission to the the woman that that narrated the the, the video. I mean, she, she called for the brother. She called everybody. Help that black man. She said, "Yeah, she, she. I mean, she gave you the play by play. I mean, it was just, it was a breakdown. But I, I mean, it's unfortunate. But you know, you're in a place like Alabama. Okay, I've been to Alabama for whatever reason twice. I've been, I've been. Bro, 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 I, almost got, <laughs> I almost got locked up in Alabama. 
So. Oh, then, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You, then you already know what it is. Like oh, a yeah. fool, I went to see the movie A Time to Kill in Alabama, and when when Samuel Jackson was found not guilty, I had to run out the place. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> but but yeah, but I, I mean, it was just sad. Uh, and and at the end of the day, they had to do it for what they did to the cold crush. All the years of some people that have been lynched and everything in Alabama, they finally said we're not having it no more, and that's what it was. And I know there's some people turning over in their grave, but at the end of the day, I am glad that those people helped that man. And there's, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name is the chair company. Oh, man. Word. Oh, hey, yo, man. did y'all hear the new hat toss is the new hootie who? Did you hear that one? <laughs> yo, but that's the only thing. I wish we could get him an interview. I want to know what was it with the hat. And like he just threw the hat off like backwards. He threw it up and looked at it. So, mm -hmm. I mean, like, Tag what, was, me in. What, what, what was the signal like? He felt the ass coming through the hat. Was that Absolutely. the signal? Like, like, he looked at it. I was like, what? And I know everybody did the same thing. When you looking at the the, the the screen, you looked up at the screen like, where the hat go? What's, what is over there? Because he knew the people on the boat had his back, I think. And he was like, yo, you know what? But he oh, had to wait for the back. boat to dock, though. For the boat to get yeah. closer. He was waiting to get closer. So... What the hell was I, that was crazy. <laughs> I didn't know what the hat was. But yo, they oh, beat, they they fucked the people crocs up. The man crocs was up and <laughs> they came out ass beat. Yo, that was crazy. Yo, the memes yo. are crazy. The memes are Y'all know to pull your pants up? Like, pull your Crocs up. They pulled his Crocs <laughs> up through his feet. <laughs> I I, I'm gonna say this. Why can't we all just get along? Like there should be no senseless violence. There shouldn't be things with people hitting each other and stuff like that. I don't know. Right. I don't You're think right. that that's right. Like Fuck even that. if you you know, like this is not made to crack people over the face <laughs> with and the head with. I mean, it is comfortable in my arms. Like you know, how Radio right here to walk around with a, with a with a boom box. I mean, like we should start walking around with stuff like this. I don't have oh, a folding man. chair yet. But I'm thinking about investing in a folding chair company, hopefully black owned, because it seems like black owned chairs seem to do have a good sound when it cracks <laughs> and it snaps well and it stays in place. I feel like that chair um, is a mark of craftsmanship and we should be able to interview <laughs> that chair. Is there any way we could get the chair on air to find out what it felt like to maybe just feel the breeze through the air and to like connect in such accurate ways it's like i don't know it was it was a great thing it was a great feeling um i think violence is not should be not be tolerated in this country i think we should all <laughs> look at ways in which we could solve things without any kind of like vicious response or reaction i uh i think the people involved were defending themselves and i think when in self-defense all bets are off um so they did what they needed to do i think that um, chairs have now become multifaceted in ways, so they're not just for sitting. You know what I'm saying? They're 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 a new party favor. I feel like if I get a if I go an event, I feel like I need a certain type of chair now, a luxury chair. Oh, like man. maybe get the printing of a a bruised white face on the front of the chair. That might be like an upsell. I'm thinking about it. I'm I'm, I'm really thinking about how we can invest in this. Um, there you it's, go. Next time I go, if you don't, if you don't like, if you don't like a firearm, take take a chair to the range. You know what I'm saying? And get, get nice with word, it. Word. Yeah, you know? toss, the, toss the chair. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. got, and uh, what up, Gump City? 
What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Yo, the thing is, like, yeah. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so proud of the young boy because he said, "No, what?" Hey, first of all, he got rid of the misnomer that black people don't swim. He swam thirty yards. And he closed sixteen. What yeah. boots pulled himself up on the dock and then slammed the dude? Yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I think he should probably take out two or three of them by himself. He, I think he, he's already a little tired from swim, was, but he still had enough energy to whip he, he, ass. He got a man. First of all, the dude looked strength. like he probably had him by 40, 50 pounds, and he Easy. lifted him up like it was, yeah. Nothing. Don't worry, I've been I've been doing my exercise too. Yeah, I'm just practicing. Strong, boy. So when no, we man. when we do when we take uh let's chop it up on the road, depending on where we go. We might need an extra hat because we might, one of us need We all need to bring a hat with us just and throw it up in the air so we know we got that signal for each other. So I think uh, uh, yeah, our producer Jamie should invest in some. Let's chop it up hats. I need to. I need to. I need the hat toss T-shirt. I saw, bro. I saw somebody had Yo, the hat facts. toss. I gotta find that, man. I'm serious, mm-hmm. man. I'm serious. Yeah, man, that was you all impressed by that, man. That. that it, I just love that the sisters came out and then people talking about, oh, why you hit the white woman? Man, listen, I tell people like this. I didn't see that. I don't think it happened. No. <laughs> I didn't see anything. So I tell people like this, when there's a fight and you jump oh, in, man. women or men, get, you got to prepare for the action that will come to you. Because I tell somebody like this, what if she had a knife? Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? What if she had a razor? Like, she going to come in there and throw hands. She gets hit too. Until the women come, like I don't care. I don't give a who was there. Are are you as are now? Are people claiming that chairs have gender restrictions now? Because I don't understand that. I don't understand <laughs> that. I don't. I mean, somebody smarter than me can come and explain that. But I don't think chairs should have gender restrictions. Are you saying that only men can sit in chairs and women can't? I don't get that. Kelvin, can you explain that to me? Are only men allowed to sit in chairs? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. I tell you one thing though. I got a different respect for chairs though. Yeah. Thank you. I, I just wanted some clarity. I don't. I don't think we should be trying to um, assign gender restrictions on chairs. I. I just thought they were for everybody. They were built for everyone, right? I think they were built for everyone. It was built to be used to support everyone, and I. And I feel like that support was well, well deserved. Well, traditionally, it was for people to be seated, but um, as Did we know now, now we know it's multifaceted. It's um, yeah, yeah, it's looking a little great with the chair situation. Yeah, but I, mean, I feel I, like she took a seat. I feel like she took a seat. Did y'all hear the Marlon Wayans thing, though? Well, no, nah, what did he say? The Marlon Wayans oh thing? Where, oh, my God. Yeah, you heard about it, man. Yeah, no, it's just like, you know, um, he's he kind of, you know, you know, he, he, he made the point, you know, that he wasn't, let's say he wasn't in favor of it. You know what I mean? Um, So... He's catching a little heat right now, you know. He's yeah, to- I heard. I heard about that. I heard about yeah, that. To be honest, about, like this is not love. You know what I mean? Let's leave with love and all this stuff. Man, listen, listen. Let me. Tell I, got, you I get all that. I, I get all that. Bull. I get all Can that. I ask a question. But was it no if, love? Love wasn't given in the beginning. So right. I'm, gonna meet, I'm gonna meet you with the same energy you gave me. Now I'm not nonviolent. Like you know, I ain't going around smacking people. But I do. I, I got protect myself with a gun. I ain't gonna front. Right. That was a response. That was a response to an attack. Smoke. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. You respond to that whole turning the other yeah. cheek. Malcolm told us about that shit. And Malcolm made a speech like, "With well, the day the black man start defending himself, the day the black man wake up and he'll and they he'll take care of shit and he'll start running shit again." I'm all for that smoke. I want that prediction to come true. And I think there's a time and age where it's coming true. Nobody's going for that shit. And I don't yeah, care. I, like Marlon, he could go home, sit down, and go with the white women where you want to go with. You know what I'm saying? So that that's some bull. <laughs> I'm not with that so bullshit. Man. 
I was I, I was reading that that quote, you know, to turn the other cheek thing. And I was like, I wonder if it was misunderstood. So what I learned with my very, very, very limited understanding of boxing is when you hook, you're supposed to turn your hips. And I was thinking that's what they meant. By <laughs> if you turn your cheek, when you when you lean into the hook, you get a little bit more power. With Derek, you 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 watch boxing. Is that is that factual? Like, I this think that's true. actually we need you to know, rebrand it. Can we just yeah. rebrand it now? Turn the other cheek is actually talking about when you drop your shoulder to throw the right kind of you gotta lean into it and your cheek kind of turns. So we turn the cheeks all day. Yeah, there you Not go. There you go. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I'm listen, man. I get it, man. And um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, want to dwell too long. Obviously, I hope we don't dwell too long on it. But uh, this is an appropriate response. This is an, you know, from us as well as viewers. You know what I'm saying? And, and observers, man. This is this is to be expected. You know, so um, so yeah, you know, I mean, every now and then you gotta let them know that you know, uh, what those hands do, you know, and um, and that's it, you know. But this was more. This was about more than just that day. That's the thing. Yeah, it was. It was. And you got you got to be aware of the town as well and the history of the area too. You know what I mean? And there was a time when that sort of thing would have ended very, very differently. You know what I mean? It could have ended very, very differently. You know, um, that man could have lost his life. So um, when you start dealing with Alabama and all of that, you see that happening. Yeah, uh, homeboy couldn't. It's a very good chance, at least historically, that he didn't even make it home. You know, hey, so Simone. that's what it is. But hey, Simone, of, what's happening? Well, speaking of more uh, different kind of uh, situation, we had some past violence was on there before. Uh, Tory Lane sentenced to ten years in prison for shooting Megan the Stallion. Jamie, can you please play the clip? We have breaking news updating one of our top stories. Rapper Tory Lanez has been sentenced to ten years in prison for shooting and wounding Megan the Stallion. Prosecutors had asked for 13, defense 13 had asked for probation and treatment for alcohol abuse. But again, Tory Lane's sentenced to 10 years. We'll have more at four. Yeah, I don't even know who the hell. So my, my camera's bugging out, but now I have no argument with him being sentenced. But was he actually on trial for shooting her? Wasn't he, he being charged with, like, carrying a weapon? With You know what I mean? Like, his charges wasn't necessarily... And I'm just for clarity because I wanted to know what the um, the actual charges were that he was on trial for. There were three things, but I don't think any of the charges was actually about shooting Megan Thee Stallion. He's going to jail. I'm not debating that. Ruling is the ruling. He did uh, the dumbest thing you could do in any position, like one of the dumbest things you can do in the world when you are successful, making money, living a life that you probably never had the opportunity to. He ruined his own life with his behavior. Um, but I, I don't remember if those that was one of the three things he was being charged with. And if not, then wouldn't that be a, a, a false news story? I mean, the news probably reported wrong, but the, the charges are the charges. Yeah. I mean, that's one that's only one right. news outlet out of so many that they report on it. So I'm not, you know, news stories do that all the time. They could do a rebuttal later on and say, hey, we reported wrong and, you know, on a web page or whatever, something like, something like that. Yeah, Damien, your camera is, is fuzzy. Yeah, are they just messing with me, Kelvin? One of y'all's all right. So I'm gonna no, I gotta I gotta spectrum yeah. outing in my, my area. So that's why I'm sorry. I just keep going on and off, but I'm trying to get it resolved. But they they alerted me that I got a spectrum area problem. So there's there's something is that they're it just working that on. They knew we were gonna talk about this, and they was like, you know yeah, what, yeah. we gotta figure out a way to make it. It may be because I don't like just being my day back and I'm sitting here getting shut down, but I know what they're trying to do. But I'm gonna get yeah. that chair going down there, especially yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> somebody's gonna have to have a seat. <laughs> yeah, but but real, but real quick, Tory Lanez. I mean, 
I feel bad. I feel bad for both people in the whole situation. I kind of feel bad for Tory Lanez a little bit, but you know, I feel bad for his hairline more, more so than anything. And I died. <laughs> <of> him, but, <laughs> but so, but, so let me get it straight. He, he, he shot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot years ago, mm-hmm. and he got convicted of ten years. Uh, so, so this is an entertainer that's gonna go to jail for ten years. Well, he gonna have time served because he he's already been there. Has he been in there a year yet? I don't know how many how long he's been in there. He's been there for a minute, so he he, he got to have time served plus good time. He'll be home about eight years, seven and a half, eight years. And he got a, he got some and he got some appeals, so he might come on if he wins his appeal. He probably be home in three to four, maybe I don't know how to text. But then at the end of the day, at any time, he's probably gonna get deported because he's not a citizen. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah, wow. so he's not a citizen. So where is he a citizen of? Where is he from? Canada, I believe. <laughs> oh man, that ain't nothing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah but shit, it's like you, your money can't make the money in fifty states. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> he still, he can still make some money, do some tours. He still make some money, yeah. Like, still I, like, like a lot of reggae artists are doing it, you know, other people like that. They got deported for other shit like that. So, and wasn't there more tour? Didn't he date her or something? This was like a, a, the a friend, thing. Some of the friend, oh, it's a bunch. Let's not go down that rabbit hole with that shit again. That, that, I got that, you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's unnecessary. It's, it's a unnecessary. lot of nonsense. This passport yeah, should still like, be good, like, though. Yeah, I mean, it's up to Canada. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but like, uh, love was it, uh, uh, and hope prison does make him mature he's young i hope he I hope it's, it keeps him settles him and he can come out as a better person than you know in a yeah, situation absolutely. like you know but, you know, but anyway. i don't understand why his father blamed jay-z for it all right that's another subject man let's not go into i don't know nothing by nothing <laughs> yeah but you know i don't want to hold up because we we passed a little bit of time we have a we have a special guest tonight we have a bad bad sister coming in tonight her name is cassandra pierre man she's advocating hard for people of color in the tech world they know people don't understand like people that look like us again the, the short end of the stick in the tech world and then especially as a black woman and helping out black women and other women of color be more known in tech and have a big imprint and a say in tech. Without further ado, I want to bring our dear sister Cassandra Pierre into the set. Hi, hey, 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 baby, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Cassandra coming up that skin, boy. Look at that melanin, <laughs> blowing, boy. Look at that melanin, boy. This shit coming out there bright. Hitting us good tonight. So, Cassandra, how you doing? And and I know, like, it's some things like you know, women in tech is is a is a is a is a big issue because it's one thing that kind of got into learning about during the pandemic. And one of the shows I did watch was called Cold, a Cold Bias mm-hmm. on Netflix. I don't know if you saw a sister about that kind of stuff. And what I noticed it when then when I started watching and learning about how we are not seen in these spaces and how things discriminate against us, like the tech with facial recognition technology. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of us have ever been to those automatic hand wash and dry spots and it don't it doesn't recognize your skin, like you're going like this a thousand times, but you look at the white people next to you, keep going. I'm like, yo, well, I got I can't get soap off my hand or get soap on my hand because we're not in those rooms creating like hey, technology, we're yeah. AI, whatever. We're here, we got melanin, we look like this. So you know, you can speak on that and how, how has that received? Have you seen that in your circles yourself? And can you speak to that? Yeah, I, I have a cheat sheet here for myself. And the first thing I wrote down was lack of representation. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you just spoke to, you know, putting your hands under the sink for, for soap or water and it's not coming out. When people like us aren't in the room to help design, right, this technology, then the solutions don't include us. And that is a very specific um, illustration of how 
us not being in the room where decisions are made impact us in, in the long run. Um, as a woman in tech, this has been a long journey for me. Um, I would say about five, about five years in now, um, lack of representation has always been an issue. Um, and in fact, it made me very hesitant to um, try to pursue this career path because I kind of felt like I was doing it on my own. Um, it wasn't until you know I was able to come into community, I actually started uh, um, volunteering and studying with some folks from Blacks and Cyber. I actually have the shirt on now. I can't. I don't think you can see it, but um, they were the first community to really, you know, pull me in, encourage me, welcome me, you know, provide me with resources, invite me to conferences, that kind of thing. Um, and it just created an environment where, you know, I could try and fail and mess up and ask questions and learn. And you know, when you're able to really come outside of your comfort zone and try mm -hmm. something new, right? To improve yourself and improve your family and your community. Um, it really can be life-changing. And, and that's essentially what has happened to me in the last five years. Mm. So, so, okay. okay. So one of the things like, I know like in New York city, especially like in, and Damien, I don't know if you was there when he was trying to get STEM big time and after school, like one of the things I just mm -hmm. recently teamed up with was with AT&T trying to teach kids with uh, drone cadets trying to teach kids how to build drones. Mm -hmm. My thing is, um, they say that young ladies, they say technically don't get fall off from math and then around middle school time. Like that, and that's one reason why they don't see women in tech. Do you think that is still true? Why you don't see women in tech or just they that trying to go and grab these women, grab their interest and these young women into tech? These I think there's a variety of reasons. Um, I actually lived in New York for a very long time and I worked in the Board of Ed. Um, I was actually at the Franklin K. Lane campus for about Oh, years. I know Franklin <laughs> Yeah, we had, we had a YBC program in it for yeah, years over there. So I was mm -hmm. able to like work with some youth and, and you know, I, I think the issue with especially young girls getting um, exposure to um, technical education and STEM, um, it's twofold. I think, again, that lack of representation, right? When you don't see people that look like you in spaces where you want to go, it makes you less interested overall, right? And I think also, you know, some of the messaging that we receive as women is that this isn't an environment or a field for us. Um, and, you know, just looking at my old career path, the spaces aren't that welcoming, right? When you, when you finally get your foot in there and and you're working, um, you know, sometimes you have to deal with a lot of things. So I think, you know, when when young girls don't have that role model to look up to, um, that's, you know, pulling them along and, and really encouraging, guiding, mentoring, coaching, it makes them less interested in it overall. Luckily, that's changing, right, with like organizations like um, Black Girls and, and Black Girls Hack and Black Girls in Cyber, Black Girls Code, all of those organizations, we're starting to see more women um, come into the forefront and really um, take up mentoring and and um, putting themselves in positions to get in front of young girls and to encourage them to um, look into STEM careers as a professional career. Cassandra, uh, first mm -hmm. of all, thank you again for joining us. Okay. Uh, it, it seems like in some cases, some of the parents uh, have children at schools that really are behind. And so uh, parents that are in that position, what should they do to try to, how, how should they go about trying to find programs that uh, are extracurricular, maybe that their children, that, that may be uh, affordable also for parents to try to find for their children to get kind of a leg up in this field? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, one of the things I used to encourage other parents that I worked with, I was a parent coordinator for a short, a short time. 
Um, I definitely encourage them to get online. There are a lot of free resources that you can access. Um, a lot of this education for STEM, you don't have to pay for it, it's online. Um, if you as a parent don't feel like you have the acumen to be able to you know, tutor your child, a lot of this can be quite complicated. There are community organizations that will provide um, you know, the education to, to your child. The library is another resource to use, right? I know the libraries in New York City um, have a lot of really good funding, um, books, you know, online resources, that kind of thing. Reach out to your local librarian. They can help um, hook you up with those resources. Definitely get online. Um, and, you know, tap in with to, to your child's teacher, right? Ask them what your child is learning in school, ways for you to, you know, support or, um, you know, expand the curriculum that, that that they're learning in school. There's a lot of ways for you to insert, you know, uh, tech um, concepts, like you said, robotics, you know, um, Legos is a good way to get your, especially if you have, you have young kids, you know, get them mm -hmm. into Legos and um, robotics and drones and all of those things are really good entry ways to kind of start that create that creativity, that ideation in your child. Mm -hmm. um, and those types of, you know, pathways can lead them into a good career as well. So um, start with the teacher, get online, do some research, um, and you can find free or low cost resources. Mm -hmm. hey, Cassandra. Hey, Cassandra. Mm -hmm. hey, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, all right, sorry. Mm -hmm. Listen, uh, Cassandra, I, mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of noticed. I'm looking at your um your information, your bio. Mm -hmm. Um, we 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 we're, we're similar in some ways. Um, I've moved. Oh, I I guess my uh, formerly a uh, a job sort of in tech before, and now I've kind of mm -hmm. moved more towards human services. And you seem to have moved the opposite direction. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, I'm just sort of interested in uh, what was um, what was the impetus for that? What what caused you to decide to move? Why tech, and um, what kind of brought you to that? Did you have a plan? You know, uh, did you have any concerns? What was That's going a on? great question. Um, I had a very non-traditional career path. Like I mentioned, I was in education for a little while. Um, when I left university, I started out as a bio major, went to college, and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll switch to psychology, and that's kind of where the love for mental health started. Um, a long story short, uh, due to some family situations, had you know front row seat to mental health and and working with it, and kind of doing some crisis intervention around some family stuff. Um, so that's that started that work, started to work in it as well, and I I burned out. Um, I really needed a, a change. I was in the schools in New York and, you know, working with the kids and really doubling down and getting involved with them. And after a while, I, I just needed a change. So I actually relocated to Tampa, um, came down here, started on an admin pathway in healthcare, um, transitioned to finance, was doing admin and then was like, OK, well, then what's next for my career? What am I going to do? COVID hit. So I was stuck in the house. We were all stuck in the house. Mm -hmm. And I just started, you know, attending you know, free cyber conferences that they had for women and connecting with folks on LinkedIn, talking to them, asking them about, you know, how they got into tech, found a mentor. And um, one thing after another, that's how I kind of ended up here. Um, I always yeah. had some technical acumen. Um, you know, I was I was the one that my dad would ask to like troubleshoot the computer when it wouldn't work, you know, that kind of thing. And um you know, and I always had a love for it. I just never thought it would be a career path for me until I started seeing other women that looked like me, had similar backgrounds, you know, doing it without a degree or, you know, with a bachelor's and, you know, education and making that pivot to like engineering or something. And that's when I kind of took the leap and 
came into community, met some really cool people and decided that I wanted to double down on that. So um, it has not been easy, but I think, you know, if you have it in your mind that you want to accomplish something and you find people around you who see in you um, the potential to, to do bigger and better things, it makes those uh, big leaps easier. And with their support, I've been able to push through and, and actually, you know, um, have a legitimate career in a technical field. Well, Damien, you had a question. I'm sorry, make sure you get Yeah, yeah. I wanna, first, I want to say thank you for coming on, Cassandra. Uh, I appreciate you for your work. I appreciate you for your advocacy. You are yes. doing work to help many people and change lives. Just the inspiration alone can can change the course of somebody's life. So want to acknowledge you on that. Um, thank you. Silly comment. Silly. I was like, Lego is one of my favorite toys. <laughs> but if you did... Stepped on a Lego at an early age, they might move away from science. They might be like, this ain't for me. This pain is too much. I can't deal with it. But then I was thinking, um, one time I saw, it was either social media or something like that, somebody sent to me, where there was a, a parent, Black parent, who had a children's party. And she actually hired a scientist instead of a clown, a DJ. You know what I mean? And, and they came and did science experiments with the kids. And all of the young children, not just women, but just, it was a bunch of them. They were like, oh, I want to be a scientist. And it yeah. was and to me, um, I know there's a lot of great organizations out there, but I don't know if there's any organizations that's trying to capture the kids' imaginations when they're two, three, four, five years old. A lot of times they get into elementary school, they gotta be in third, fourth, fifth, or middle school or higher. And I'm like, are we is there is there a, a major effort to really capture that uh that imagination, that ideation like you were talking about, and really say, this is some things you can do right now with science. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times people see when you're adult, you go to college, you get degrees, you can do this, you can do that. But it's like right now you could take water, ice and, and you know, a couple of things and do some amazing things that even at my age, I'm still like, that's kind of fly, you know? Yeah. Um, so is has has there been any conversations or advocacy around like how can we bring science to to younger people in ways that make it engaging and interesting for them? That is an awesome question. Um, what I'll say first and foremost is if you are a parent, and I'm not, I, I just have fur kids, um, <laughs> big furry children, but if you are a parent, I think, um, you know, having worked in schools, I think I have some some authority to say this, you're, you're the first educator for your child, right? Um, mm -hmm. Don't leave it up to the teacher to be the beginning and the end of your child's education. Definitely take the time if you can at home um, to really instill the importance of education in your children so that they understand that that's something that can um, break generational curses, can change the trajectory of, of your family tree and can make a big positive impact on your family. Um, just looking at my parents, I'm Caribbean if you haven't picked up on the accent yet, but you know my dad was a lineman at the phone company, right? Didn't didn't finish high school, he got a GED, but he would come home and he would pull the books out. He wouldn't read, but he would have us read to him. And, mm. you know, same thing with my mom. They always would say, you know, school first. Yeah, we could play and we could get all the stuff, but your grades had to be good. Um, when it comes to little kids, I think it's the same thing. You know, I was one of those kids that had the microscope, you know, and I would put stuff mm -hmm. on it and look under the microscope as a kid. I didn't know what I was looking at, but <laughs> I remember that, right? Decades later, yeah. I still remember, you yeah. know, how cool it was to have that. Um, and my parents bought it and they were like, here, you know, here's this thing. So 
there are little things that you can do to really stir up that, that curiosity in your child. Even yeah. with TV shows, have them tell you about their school day. Go to the library. Library does a lot of free, you know, um, uh, activities. Home Depot, I saw the other day. Home Depot on Saturdays, they do activities with mm-hmm. kids, teaching them, you know, about building and, you know, pain and, you know, how to work with your hands and gardening. So there's science and there's engineering and there's carpentry and all of those lessons built in. So, you know, be willing to explore the world with your child if they're young. If you are on your own educational journey and you may feel like, okay, some of this may be a little bit too complicated, learn alongside your child, be vulnerable and let them know that, you know, this is something that you're stretching yourself with as well. But um, opportunities yes. are out there to, to find information for your kids. Just, mm-hmm. just I agree. May I share a did you know, or or uh, there's a rumor going around that there mm-hmm. was like a black man that invented the folding chair. Did you yeah. know that? We could get some children excited <laughs> yeah, you, you know. about science with that, that brand new information. Imagine you, you know, could invent the chair that straightens somebody's attitude. I, I saw that uh, the last couple of days and I thought I actually shared it with my mom because I thought it was very insightful. Um, yes, you know, there are a lot of things that we have invented and it's interesting mm-hmm. how we find this out, right? I didn't know about the folding yeah. chair. But it's yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all over the place. We're all over the place. Uh, uh, Cassandra, <laughs> there's, there's a, a, a I, I guess obviously it's, it's mm-hmm. not true. Some people are taught or there's this notion perpetuated that the Asian community is inherently um, connected to tech more so than everybody else. I actually had a person, this was not a person of color, a white person asked me, do you think Asian people are smarter than everybody else? It's amazing how people just come up with these, you know, concepts in their mind. And I, I think there are people that just believe that, like sit next to this person in class and it's better or whatever like that. What is the thing that has had some people, I guess, intimidated by tech? It, it seems like there's a fear of of tech or the competition in tech. This seems like, you know, people are afraid to go into it because it seems so competitive, even maybe more so than medicine and you know, other fields like that. Do you see that or is, or is that just something that um, is just urban legend? Um, I know I think there's some validity to what you said. I think that, um, you know, there are barriers to entry, right? You know, um, we're all trying to, uh, we're all trying to get the few roles, right, that may be out there. And and right now, I would say technology, the tech field, specifically um, cyber, I would also say maybe software engineering, it's very, very inundated with candidates, right? Everybody's trying to get into cyber, you know, trying to land that job, and that's awesome. So there is there is a huge, there's a lot of competition. Um, as far as the hesitancy to get into tech, I think um, people they they think about what they see on TV, how tech roles are portrayed, right? And they may seem like, okay, this is going to be way too difficult. And and I I I was guilty of that, right? I was like, yeah, this isn't something that I'm going to be able to do. You know, I don't actually had somebody tell me that this is going to be too hard for you. So I was believing a lot of the stuff that people were pumping out that was not really the truth. Right. To that, I say, do your research, get on LinkedIn, find people, ask them what they do for the day. What does being a cyber analyst mean? What does being an engineer mean? How did you get there? What classes did you take? What kind of education do you have? A lot of times it's really not that difficult. You're going to have to work hard. This isn't, this isn't a slouch, 
career. It's not a slouch profession. You can't roll out of bed and say you want to become an engineer. You're going to have to take your weekends, right, and read and study and practice and do your home labs and all of that. You can't slouch your way into technology, but it's not for geniuses, right? If you really are dedicated and this is what you want to do, you put in the time, you put in the work, you can get there. Anybody can get there. Yeah. And the thing is, what, what, that Kelvin is like it's to teaches a history of that marketing that because if you look at our history, how we were engineers from the, from the simple things of the water gun, simple things mm-hmm. like we just said, the chair, the folding chair, simple. We always have been in tech. It's just like it hasn't been told. Our story hasn't been told and marketed. And, you know, that's the thing like that. We always been like I tell people we always two things are always going to be around. You have te- technologies and everything and art is in everything. So I right. hate to, to tell the kids not to be in part of art. Everything we do, everything you see on the screen has some artist attached to it and some tech person to it. So, right. that, yeah. you know, those those are the things that hasn't been marketed. And, and technical stuff that has been marketed as sexy and being a nerd hasn't been sexy. But yeah. now, now being as a nerd is the sexy thing now that like we realize like the, the cool thug dude is the dumbest shit in the world now. Yeah. Like, you know, so, so yeah. all how we market it with the history, we tell our story. Yeah. You know, we get out more. But I'm going to get to some of these comments. Jamie, can you bring up some comments for us, please, brother? Yeah, let's get to them. Simone Lewis, what's up, Simone? Unfortunately, tech is considered a masculine field to get into. Um, what do you think? Yeah. Um, oh, live life by doing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, what do you think, Cassandra? Is it, a, is it a masculine field? What do you think? It's definitely men heavy. Um, you know, <laughs> oftentimes, you know, you log on to that call and, and you're the only one on the call. Right. You're the only woman. Mm-hmm. I had a call today. I was the only woman uh, and black woman on, on the call. Um, and I have to be able to hold my own against people who have decades of, of tech experience. Right. Um, so you have to show up and you have to be good at what you do. But you can't allow that to intimidate you into believing that you don't have the ability right, to be just as good as everybody else. Um, I just want to go back to what um, was said before about, you know, uh, the the imagery that's portrayed about uh, tech geniuses, if you will. You know, one thing about the Black community is that we have the spirit of ingenuity, right? And Mm -hmm. like the folding chair and the ironing board and the stoplight and all of the other things that we've created, right? That comes from somewhere. And oftentimes it comes from hardship. That's how people design solutions, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, just looking at this past weekend, like we have the ability, right, to take from a pretty horrible situation. Look at all the memes and the TikTok videos and the creativity that has come out of that situation. It's the same thing with creating a solution or designing a new product or, you know, anything. That same type of creativity is what we, you know, we bring to the table when we launch into any career. Same thing with technology. So we have it in us. It's just a matter of of people like, you know, everybody on this call to kind of Take a step mm-hmm. out and, and bring somebody else along with you um, mm-hmm. on the ride to wherever you're going in your career. Yeah, yeah there is this, there's this book, uh, the children's book that I actually was recommending to parents, any parents I was doing a consulting for, parent courses and things that I was a part of or anything that when I was in the education field, and I still mm-hmm. am in some ways. It's called What If There Were No Black Folks? It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, what is the title? A story oh, yeah. about African-American yeah. oh, yeah. adventures yeah. and pioneers. Wow. It's like a coloring and activity book, but it's so simple. It's a you know, not very expensive, but you can get this in kids' hands and get them reading and thinking about some of the things that we 
um, at least people my age, we might not have ever been exposed to. And I think uh, it has exactly what you're told, what everybody's talking about. The narratives spinning of these people are smart and these people are not, you know, these people are this and this is cool and that's not cool. And it's like, honestly, I, I don't remember a time where um, I would say black people have let others dictate who they are and what they are good at as much as it's been in the last like 20, 30, maybe 30 years or so, right? Yeah. Like, so it's something that we definitely need to, uh, I would say reclaim is our is our understanding of ourselves and our individuality, our, our potential and our creativity. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think um, you know, with social media, I think things are changing. I think it's starting to trend in a positive direction, even in the last five years or so. I think there are a lot more uh, women specifically out there really mm-hmm. talking about their career path and their journey and wanting right to mentor and to coach other people. So um, I think that's a positive, right? We definitely have a mm-hmm. long way to go, but I definitely think we're making some some positive strides. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like the marketing of Afrotech. We'll go read the comment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I live life by doing what's up. She said, uh, I just watched the video about women of color and color in general. Uh, women in general not being represented in tech and mass media they ask companies why and the bulk of them have the nerve to say we can't find people yeah um go to africa there's a whole bunch of brothers there's a whole bunch of us over there serious nigeria only places like that kenya's a lot of us over there just doing the tech world that's the bs in the world sorry because i curse a lot that's all right it keeps my teeth white keeps my teeth white yeah, you know, I think if, if you're looking at, you know, the, the, the big tech companies, the Googles and the Microsofts and all of that, yeah, there, there aren't going to be many of us there because these are huge companies and a lot of them have a lot of offshore operations, you know, in India and Singapore and Philippines and whatnot. But, you know, if, if, if you really want to make this your career, start in your community, right? Disconnect, I think, from the media, from... LinkedIn, from what people are saying, and just start where you live. Find people in your local community who are currently doing the thing that you want to do. You know, they are where you want to be and connect with them, find out what their story is. And, you know, don't let the media, don't let what's being pumped out there dissuade you from doing something that you know that you're going to be successful at. Yeah, I agree. Gum City, Gum City says, uh, society stopped dreaming big for our children. That's why parents play an integral role in how big we make the world for our children. Mm. Targeting them early too, like junior high school and elementary. That's where you have to start. Um, this uh, two weeks ago, my my uh, god godsons are they're about eleven now, and I sent them some some books on like Legos and building helicopters that could, you know, they could add the little drone thing to so they can fly. You know, I think it's just a matter of really opening the doors to curiosity and imagination for kids um, that are smart and really, really pumping them up and letting them know that they could do anything that they put their minds to, regardless of if it's tech, if they want to be, you know, I don't know, whatever it is they want to be. I think, you know, a lot of our kids have it in their minds that they're not good enough. I've had kids tell me when I worked in education, yeah, I'll never be able to do that. Nobody in my family went to college. Nobody did this, nobody did that. And they really believed that they weren't going to be anything. So it was my job at that time to really 
you know, pump them up and gas them up a little bit and be like, no, we, we don't, we don't speak like that. We don't talk like that, you know, and then start having the conversations about what they are good at, what they do like to do and using that as an opportunity to have a conversation about careers. So, yeah, I think, you know, there are a lot of negative things that are out there in the media about black people, black women, um, what we can and what we can't do. I think it's up to us to really try to reframe that narrative and 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 take some responsibility for the youth, right? I don't have kids, but I volunteer and I mentor. Um, and if all of us do our part just a little bit, I think we can really um, push things in a positive direction. The yeah, funny thing is they can do cool. anything, actually. I mean, look at, you give a teenager a phone or something, the stuff yeah. that they come up with that they can do online, video, yeah. they come up with things. They're very innovative. I think the biggest challenge sometimes is the inspiration, like Damien mentioned earlier. Once the inspiration is there, um, I mean, there's no stopping us. We are just naturally gifted gifted and talented people. And so any uh, field that we have an opportunity in or interest in, I think we can clearly just excel at it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I you know, we set the standard for design, for clothes, for fashion, Everything. for music, for hairstyles, you know, name it, right? We yeah. were setting the trend. So let's take that same energy and, you know, point it into other directions. Um, we just have to set our minds to it and, and, and do it. It's just a matter of doing it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, live life by doing. She says absolutely, and get into those and get into those rooms where you don't feel represented. I'm often the only Hispanic and youngest mm -hmm. mother at my daughter's school STEM meets. Oh, all right, she's in the mm -hmm. STEM meets. Go ahead, live life by doing. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I was gonna say there's this thing that I've read about um, when I was studying education, getting my master's, and they talked about transference, where mm -hmm. parents oftentimes transfer. Um, not the positive, they transfer the negative um, assumptions about themselves onto their children. Like when a parent mm -hmm. might say, well, I wasn't good at math, so you're not going to be good at math. And it's like, mm -hmm. or or I, I wasn't a writer. I didn't really enjoy to read. So my kid is not going to like read. It's like, there's that is the furthest thing from the truth yeah. because it, there is no scientific, there's no, there's no way to prove that to ever be factual in anything outside of if you make a child believe those things. So yeah. if you impart that belief onto them, what you're doing is you're really just placing a limitation on them that you should never do to any child. So I don't, I'm not, I would never try to tell parents what they should be saying or doing to their children, but I would just say, try to be aware of those things. You don't want to pass down negative uh, assumptions about yourself, or maybe they are traits. Maybe they are flaws that you believe you have. And but passing them down onto your children or believing your children won't be able to do something because you were never, were never able to do it um, or you chose not to do it or you weren't inspired to do it. Um, yeah. I think it's something we have to be aware of and try to avoid at all times. I, I, that's a really good point. I think on top of that too, um, also doing what you can to, I don't want to say shield your kids sometimes from things that may be too much for them. I mean, I know a lot of kids are growing up in, situations or environments where their parents are stretched thin, especially now with the economy and job loss and all these things and kids are seeing a lot, right? And sometimes their ability to focus is not where it where it should be because of all of these things happening in their environment. So, you know, if you're a parent and, and you know that your child has the ability to do great things, 
definitely try to redirect them so that they're doing the things that kids should be doing and not worrying about the rent and the lights and all of that. Granted, we all have that impacting us, but do what you can to really make sure that they have a space, right, where they can buckle down and do their reading and do their homework in a place where they're not stressed out by adult things. Looking back, I think my parents really did a good job of not letting me know about all of the things that were stressing them out, right? And I was nice. able to focus on school. Um, but, you know, life right now is is difficult for a lot of people and that may not be, yeah. you know, easy, but do what you can to give your child the space to be a child, to grow and explore and do the things that, um, you know, interest them and um, not to say it's going to be perfect, but you know, if you put the if you put the framework in place for for them to be successful, and you encourage them and build them up, um, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's my lady, Norette. She says <laughs> several local universities offer step mm-hmm. programs for free. Parents can also check children's museums for programs. Yes, they can. We are very, very active yeah. in that space, looking around mm-hmm. for space. That's my kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Live life by doing says. I think it also seems oversaturated. Like, where would someone begin? Mm. Awesome question. Great question. Great question. <laughs> yeah. Awesome question. Let, 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 let answer the question, and we'll go back to Sean. Let her answer that question. Yeah. All right. So, you know, if you right now are sitting and you're listening to this conversation and you're like, all right, this tech thing, what is she talking about? You know, this may be for me. I don't know where to begin. Get on the Internet. OK, go to the library if you don't have it at home and just do some searches. Is there something right now that you're using that's a piece of technology that really interests you? If it's your cell phone, get on get online and start Googling, you know, functionality of a cell phone and reading up on that. Right. Find what you're interested in and then research and do that. The easiest way I found to push through subjects that were difficult for me, you know, like my networking and my entry level cyber is to find a component in my existence right now in my life that I like and try to figure out the technical, you know, behind the scenes, if you will, of that specific thing. Um, Just do your research. And then after that, I would say, look for somebody in, in, in your immediate circle right? That may be in a profession um, that's, uh, you know, tech aligned. If there isn't anyone in your circle, um, get online again, get on LinkedIn. There are people making TikTok videos about tech careers, people on Instagram, send them that DM and just say, hey, I'm interested in learning more about what you do or how you got where you are. Can we connect? I probably made 100, 200 of those cold emails and I've never had somebody say, no, I don't have time to talk to you or, you know, what are you talking about? Every single time I've reached out and said, hey, can you, you know, point me in the right direction or I want to find out more information about this. Can you help me? People have been very receptive. And that's one thing I could say about being in um, a technical career. People who are currently doing the work always want to share and talk about what they do and don't really hesitate about you know, giving you that time to ask questions. So don't feel scared um, or hesitant to reach out and ask people what they do. Nine times out of 10, they're going to answer you. They're going to, you know, give you the resources that you need. And hey, you may even end up with a mentor or a coach who's willing to, you know, um, guide you as you take your next steps to, you know, figuring out what certification or pathway you want to embark on. Mm -hmm. Dope. Great. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So, Cassandra, anything yes. you want to plug before you go? I know we went over our time. <laughs> hold you, up. you know, you get your beauty sleep. You know, you're going to mess you up. Yeah, it's past my oh, bedtime. Oh, right. I, I, I forgot Sean. 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 I had like four more questions. I'm trying to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Sean checking in says, in tech, one of the biggest myths is that Black-owned businesses can't be successful. We need the youth to start creating more companies, especially in the AI and robotics, as mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. A, a great point. Um, my parents were entrepreneurs as well. Growing up, my parents had businesses. And again, my dad didn't graduate from high school, right? So they had the opportunity to just jump on something and to do it. And I think um, that's partly where my, um, uh, my, my, my drive, I guess, comes from, is being able to see them be successful. So I think entrepreneurship and technology definitely comes hand in hand. Um, and if we give kids that pathway to like, you know, learn new things, AI, the robotics, that kind of thing, um, we're going to not only prov prov uh, provide the framework and the foundation for them to have a successful career, but also to, to, to build some generational wealth, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I, when I wanted to really uh, put what I was learning into practice, I started a small company to provide consulting. And that way I was able to put some of the skills into, you know, real life practice and give people the opportunity to scale up their businesses. So that's also entrepreneurship is also another great pathway for people to learn and um, to become, uh, you know, in, in control of, of, of their cash flow and their learning and, you know, something for their kids to, to have after they pass on. Mm -hmm. Plug whatever you got going on, sister. I want to go to the future with you and the STEM stuff and all this okay. technology and everything like that. And please, Cassandra, build something for people. Show black people out of space. I just want to say black people out of space. Like in the stop, I'm, I'm like, come on, man. We got to be in outer space. Didn't you know, they I'm do like, Malcolm and Eddie in outer space? I thought we was in outer space. Man, man. No. Two quick things, two quick things I want to plug. Um, I was recently appointed to the Google uh, Women's Tech Makers Program, and that is a program that is specifically geared towards providing um, education and information and, you know, uh, reaching a handout to people, to women who um, are interested in pursuing technology as a career. So if you're listening to this and you're interested, definitely get in contact with me. I think they're going to put my website on the on the banner there. Reach out to me, uh, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn, um, and we can have a conversation about what you want to do. And I'll do my best to pull you into my network um, and to introduce you to people who can help you. So that's number one: Google Women um, Tech Makers Program. The second thing is mental health. I'm a huge uh, proponent of mental health, of therapy. Um, you know, especially in the Black community, this isn't something that we like to do. Um, but if you follow my website, I'll give you some information about um, the work that I do in the mental health arena. Um, if you have insurance, if you have an EAP plan, find a therapist and go. It's not to fix a problem, it's to support you and to put you in a place where, you know, you can bring everything to the table and be 100% in whatever environment you're in. And offer that to your kids as well. It's very important for us to take care of ourselves and to protect ourselves from burnout and from all of the craziness that's going on in the world right now. So do what you can to maintain your mental health, practice self-care, get your sleep, like you mentioned, mm. you know, work out, get your exercise, drink your water, take your meds, 
all of those things. Um, and for more information on mental health, go to the resources section on my website. There are tons of links there. Black women in therapy. So we're not just in tech. We're also we're also you know holding space for um, counseling and for families and for children and all of that. So um, definitely connect with me on my website. I love to help people you know find out what their career path is and the next steps for for them or for people in their family. And I'll definitely make some time to to help you along. Truly, That's thank amazing. you, thank you, amazing. This is a great conversation. Like people were saying, that some of yeah. you people in the chat were saying, this is a great conversation. Thank we you. still appreciate having people like you to give us voice, to give us to show images, and show like we are smart, beautiful, fly, sexy, hip in this Absolutely. tech business. Absolutely. And, and all the kids that's watching, being a nerd is the coolest shit out there in the world, yo. <laughs> and it pays very well. It does. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. Uh, Ten years after high school, you won't mind being called a nerd nope. at all. We got to learn. You can, buy all, you can buy all the latest Jordans. Exactly. You can go exactly. all the Dubai trips. You can do all of that. Being a nerd it is so good to have being a nerd Absolutely. later on. It, it's a slow crawl, but when it when it hit, it hit hard. So it, it definitely it does. It's a good yes. life. So Cassandra, we won't hold you up. I know we passed our time by a few, mm-hmm. quite a few minutes now. We love you, sister. We truly appreciate you. appreciate you. Stay Thank positive you. and keep representing us. Thank you. I really appreciate you all. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a great evening. You have a good night. Great. Fantastic. Great great conversation. Great conversation, man. People follow that page for Cassandra and um and Jamie. Take us to commercial, bro. Jam. Oh, jam. (laughs) Jam. If you're like me and most Americans managing busy schedules working countless hours, can't find enough time in the day to spend with family, and sometimes forced to neglect cleaning your own home, then higher quality cleaning service is for you. With a smart choice in cleaning, in addition to providing competitive and affordable rates, we offer customized cleanings tailored to your specific needs. We take great pride in exceptional customer service. We have a standard of excellence that is unsurpassed by any of our competitors. All of our cleaners are licensed, insured, and bonded. We use the most up-to-date equipment that the industry has to offer. We offer residential and commercial cleaning service. Your satisfaction is our top priority. Higher quality is not only our name, it's our standard. Book your appointment today at www.higherqualitycleaning.com. Our IG, higher quality cleaning underscore. Our phone number is 718-527-0370. And you can find us on Facebook at Higher Quality Cleaning. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up? What's up? If you like what you've seen from the four brothers here, give us a thumbs up. Like and subscribe to the channel so you can stay notified when we go live and post new content. Thank you for the support. What's my screen? I'm sorry about that. My screen bugged out for a second on my end. Um, yeah, man. So, Kelvin, man, Jamie, tell me you got a story to tell. What's the story, brother? Yeah, well, you know what? Stuff always happens to me, right? So, I went to the I went to the wedding of the year earlier this year in Mexico, and I had a great massage uh, by one of the Latinas over there in Mexico, and it was great. Then I came back to the states and had a woman that was the masseuse, and she was elderly. So I've been searching, I've been searching, trying to find that great 
massage feeling again. So I said, when I go to Italy, I'm going to go and see how the Italian women do the massages. So I go find a place. And I was just curious just to see from a cultural standpoint, how do they get busy? So I go and I find a place not too far from my hotel. I walk there. And as you know, of course, trying to Google map it and everything like that, I got lost. And I obviously don't speak Italian and I'm walking around trying to find a place. Finally, somebody hooks me up. They tell me where to go. I go in the place. The masseuse is Asian. Okay, so I'm like, all right, so I'm in Italy with an Asian masseuse. So this is this is going to be interesting. So then first thing I said, let me just run to the restroom first before I go. I go in the restroom and get locked in the restroom and can't get out. So now I'm sitting there. I'm supposed to start my massage. I'm locked in the restroom and I can't get out of the restroom, right? So I'm knocking on the door. The lady's trying to come get me out. So it's already drama, right? So I was like, all right, the concept of the, the having a massage is to uh, get you relaxed. Now, anybody that's had a massage before, especially especially with, with men, I, I guess when you're, when you're a guy, there's a certain um, you know level of comfort that you got to have, right? So I go, and the lady comes in. She takes me in. She's like, look, I'm going to go out, uh, get undressed, and then uh, put this on. So she hands me something that looks like a thong. Okay, so I'm like, yo, I've never seen, I've never seen that like before. She, she was like, she was like, this, this, she, it's got one piece of material, and it is in the front. So she's like, put this on in the front, so it covers your groin, but in the back, you literally got a string going down the middle, in <laughs> the two joints on the side, like for this, each cheek. And I'm sitting there looking at. It. First of all, I don't even know how to put this crap on, right? And I'm like, strap. I don't feel. It's like a jockstrap. It looks like a jockstrap, yeah. like right? But the joint, you know, remember the jockstrap had the joint around the waist. Oh yeah, it's true. This joint had a string going down and a, the two loops on the side for each piece. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not really, I'm not comfortable with this, right? <laughs> so, all right, I put it on and I'm bugging. I'm like, yo, this has this can never be seen again anywhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want nobody to know I put this crap on, right? So. I put it on, and the lady had told me before, she said, make sure you put it on, lay on your stomach, and then put, y'all all had a massage before where they tell you to put the, the, the towel like maybe a, a, about three or four inches off your waist. You know what I'm saying? So like the top I, of your butt. I go to the happy in this spot. I'm nude. <laughs> yo, yo. I'm trying not to say nothing and I'm just listening yo. like yo this is crazy yo, I'm, 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 saying, I'm, I'm, I'm like this thing she got me wearing I don't even want her to see it right so I do it I put it on and I put I'm carefully where I put my, my towel axe on I'll make sure I keep myself covered I don't want no foolishness in here right I get myself covered I don't know for what reason the woman comes in and takes the towel off of me like she folding it and stuff. Now I'm sitting here with a thong <laughs> behind looking like, look like, look like Prince. Brutus beefcake somebody like that. Some shit. I'm sitting there, <laughs> I'm, and I'm sitting there thinking like if you was going to come and take the towel off of me, what was the purpose of you getting out the room and giving me like my space? I don't understand that. The woman took the thing off. D, at that point, I just gave up. 
I just forget. This, this, my, this, my behind just gonna be sitting here in the air with a thong. I mean, that's just what it was. <laughs> I mean, it was. Just, I just like when she took the towel off and just started folding it up. I was like, all right, well, I guess we hit it down. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, I was like, I, I was like, let me come back. That's and it. tell this story to let's chop it up myself so it don't get out and they come through the media. I just wanted it. So it was nothing crazy. That was it, man. It was just, it just bugged me out though. I'm just I've never been in a position since I've been, I guess, changed as a baby that somebody <laughs> just, 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 just takes up more of it in my behind and out like that. So that's that's what it was. But it was it was cool. Did she powder you like a baby? Did she give you the yo? <laughs> I'll tell you one thing though. I'll tell you one thing. She got busy though because the when when I'm gonna tell you when you know the masseuse is doing her thing, earning her money. When she leave her feet and get on the table, <laughs> she get on the table. <laughs> See, earning her money with me is a little different. <laughs> earning earn money with me, I'm smoking. I'm smoking a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> Yo, I, I heard. Yo, I heard, I heard that that actually happens. Like I, I used to think that that was just. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I'm living proof of it happening. I'm t- Yo, D, I, I, got, I got a spot on near my job right now. <laughs> Yo, you know what's the funniest thing about this? Without yo, and the audience don't know this. When Dick tell these stories, his wife be in the room. That's the funny part. Like (laughs) you be be thinking she on vacation, she be like two feet from. This is my life. This is is my life. This is a long time ago. Long Long time time, ago. But no, it was it was good. I just you know, (laughs) I thought I had an Italian woman. When Nikki M said, she said it's the same thing when we go to the GYN. Why the doctors leave the room to give you privacy to undress and, and put a gown on when they're only going to go up all up in you? <laughs> right. That's, that's actually true. I never thought about that. That's true. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. I mean. Life want to know, did you massage Oh, my the God. That was oh, the shit. Living life. You just oh opened up. I'm booty. The comments about to go crazy. Look, look, they they in there now. I don't know why you told right, this story. Right, right, right. See, no, I got Kevin, like 13, Kevin, 15 Kevin, questions. Kevin, she ordered your, she she ordered your booty cheeks. Did she hit it? Yo, look what Tim said. Okay, okay. I got a question. Did you moan at any point? Did you moan? Did you make any weird noises? Did you? Did you make a prince noise? Nah, like yo, 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 Davey, I'm very conscious of that. I, I ain't no punk. I make the match oh, like you're a watch it there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did you have to get a folding chair? Tell her, calm down, woman. You're going to be on some old, woo. Would <laughs> 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 be a Ric Flair, do Ric Flair meme? <laughs> See, oh, Kelvin, 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 see, the thing is, they was testing you out. They might have been happy in this spot. Because the cold word is, have you ever been here before? And then you know, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. As if you say you have been there before, I'm giving, you, I'm giving people game for the brothers don't know <laughs> for those spots. If they ask you, have you ever been here before? I say, yeah. And then you get everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to say, and I'll again. keep coming back. <laughs> I'm a repeat customer. A long time ago, when I used to be in the streets, long time ago, I used to be there. Yo, yo, it was, it was, it was fun. But I, I always wonder that, especially when you go to other countries. But nobody can get my girlfriend Jessica over there in Mexico, though. I can't. We're gonna go back. We're gonna go back, man. Yo, definitely, definitely. Yo, y'all been traveling the world. I need an invite. Where, when I'm going? When I'm invited? I can't make it, but I'm, I'm still need to be invited. <laughs> you live in Atlanta. They got all airlines down there, man. Y'all get them cheaper down there in Atlanta, man. Yo, Atlanta, plane, Atlanta plane tickets have been up high. 
higher than other places. I noticed that when people are trying to travel. Atlanta Yo, Atlanta's high. Atlanta high, high, man. Atlanta got high. And I realize that Atlanta is the busiest airport in the United so States. Yeah. Yo, it's everybody. I noticed everybody that books tickets out the south, like my man in Texas and Atlanta and Georgia, the tickets for like short places to go to Mexico, look, they mad high. I'm like, why are the tickets so high? Y'all right there already. New York, yeah. you get there for two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, the, the airline is crazy because they the, the airline because they don't have any competition. It's just like they regulate. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they there's no verifying why they just do. <laughs> that's live life with Jessica. That's her name. But no, he said Francesca, right? Oh, Francesca. 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 Uh, look, no, hearing things. I, thought it was Francesca. I was called the Francesca. Yo, yeah, think, did, she give you a, did she give you a safe word? Pineapple. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, for people who don't know them upside down pineapples in the pool. But yo, you know what's funny is I'm like, at least, you know, usually they used to talk you through it, like, okay, I'm gonna move this, I'm gonna do that. My girl took the thing. That was just it. That was it. She 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 was like, I got a black man in here. I gotta make this a <laughs> yo, that's all something. I'm like, yo, I, I, I'm like, up. why yeah. did she leave the towel in here to take listen. it off? Calvin, it's okay to accept being a sex symbol. You can just admit well, it to yourself know, and just I, tell people. I thought about that. that look, I the woman saw it. you. She was like, "Oh yeah, I got to give him the thong. He's not gonna get the regular hey, robe." No, Romy Rome International player. <laughs> no, exactly. no. I'm going to tell you. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Long time ago. <laughs> I'm worried. Long time ago. No, what y'all saying? Is, warning. No, no. What y'all saying is true because that lady over there, she probably see the old fat white man. When I used to go to the the happy in the spots, right? The Asian chicks. Always was amazed, and they love black men. They's like, I never been with a black guy. They love our chest hairs because they BDBs and shit. I got BDBs. They, just, they mess with the taco meat. They, I'm sure they, the way they, they touch you different. The massage only supposed to be sixty minutes. You might get an hour. You might get an hour and fifteen because they're so yeah. amazed with us. I'm sure, and they love. They go check out the. Yo, job. you right? Because I did that seventy-five minutes, Joy. Yeah. Oh my god. I did. <laughs> I feel like it's about to get too. No, I'm, just, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it a buck with y'all, yo. For men, I don't know how it is with women, but for men, that it goes a little longer when they never been with a black dude. I swear to God, every time I went, I always get extra time. I am, yeah, man. But oh, damn, we play pull back EOT's comment, bro. You said don't wear anything with pineapples on a cruise. She's right. <laughs> oh yeah, EOTs, you know what the pineapple upside down pineapples mean in the shop. I'm mad that. Everything they suggest D already knows about. That's what gets right. me. I lived a little bit. Right. I, a little. I, lived, I was out here in these streets a long time ago. Like I said. He got I a secret identity we don't know about. He really I, Batman. I found Black When the dude threw the hat down, he was signaling DeMond. He was like, yo, DeMond in the area, I know he coming. He was like, <laughs> and he looked up at it. <laughs> he looked up. He was like, D. <laughs> Oh, you, man. Live life, yeah, live life by doors. He says, I've never had the pleasure of stumbling upon a happy ending spot for women. Oh, live life. Let me give you my number. I can tell you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've seen a spot for dudes. Nah. I had a friend. I had a friend. We used to, in <laughs> college. Like we in college, we used to go to Atlantic City a lot. I made enough money to pay for pay for a semester of school. We was out there trying to get money. I love you, man. But my friends, they they used to go like every weekend, I, maybe once or twice a month. And my boy told me he found one of them spots. And I was like, word, where? You know, it was college age. We just curious. We want to see. Because we already heard. We heard about it. We was like, yo, where? He was like, yo, I had to go off the beaten path down this area. I thought somebody was going to shoot somebody over there. I was like, oh, so do you have the legitimate 
happy ending spot. Not no, the spot where you go nah, into nah, no, and you got to walk no, through rooms, no, push no, the beads no, out of the no, way. No, 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 you got to no, buy a nickel bag. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm a certain man with a certain kind of standard. I'm a bougie with my, even with my, my, my freaky shit, right? So my spot, you can play with credit card, everything. You don't need no cash. It is literally, Damien, you know where our main office is at in Manhattan? It's literally two blocks away near Madison Square Garden. I just want to say, and the that's shit that, is beautiful. Did, did Believe no you. Did caught like that? I mean, when, from the Patriots, the owner who? of the Patriots got caught like that? Yeah, Bobby yeah, but, Kraft, he, but, see how, but see how he was in a little mall, mall little mini mall spot, like Damien's little mall spot? No, my shit looked like a fucking real built. It's, so it's nobody going to put a disclaimer like the views expressed by DeMond do not reflect <laughs> less top. And I'm like, nobody's going to do that at all. It's, like, there's only one person that could do it. We can't do it. <laughs> she, she said I wouldn't touch those sticky bees. <laughs> oh my lord, she wilding. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, when I heard about it, I was almost like, "Yo, I'm going back with y'all next week." But then I was like, "Nah, I got. I'm trying to pass, I'm trying to graduate." Nah, man. But, nah, um, Damien, don't try to clean it up. So nah. I'm going back with yo, y'all. Yo, I really, next week. I really was at that time. <laughs> and how, yo, how did Three you make more money? That? That? How did you make enough money to pay for a whole semester? What was you doing? You said, Damien. <laughs> I wasn't shake dancing, but I was uh we was playing <laughs> I honestly I I might have I might have tried it if somebody would have you know if it was like the right place, women, I would have been like, look, it's what we doing right now. I'm about to learn this new electric slide real quick. I'd have invented the cha-cha slide, I've been sliding my well, ass up and down for the dollars. But um I'ma tell women right now, if you want to get the massage bar, it's a guy. I know his brother from the shop, and he does. He's all over the t- Twitter. His name is. If you go on, let me, let me find his page for y'all. We're not get it in a second. We are gonna get kicked no, off of the internet. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> his brother' name is Emmanuel. If you go to well, Twitter, whatever it's called, X or whatever it is now, you text in. I'm, I'm gonna try to find it right now. I'm online with you guys. He, and, uh, his name is Emmanuel Lustin. Oh my yeah, God! You out here selling? No, no, selling. I'm trying to get him on our show. I'm, not, I'm, I'm serious. The heart oh, attack. I'm selling serious. services? No, no, I'm serious. The heart attack. So just to be clear, oh. the, the 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 Me Too era has ended or something like it's over. Oh, like it's it's, over. They, they're not doing that no more. Like, not, <laughs> like <laughs> they they buying massages and happy endings now. It's a wrap. Look, yeah, they out here paying for it. <laughs> he got a new thing. Me neither. That's now, the women, new. Women, 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 I remember if y'all remember the guy named Flavor. He's a stripper back in the day. I don't know if y'all remember back in the day. Jamie might remember back in the day. Did you say you worked with a dude that was a stripper? I grew up with him. Like he, not, listen, oh, okay. Sally met one of my old stripper friends the last few weeks. Probably. Oh, my God. Yeah, they used to call, they could be part of a group called The Firm. And uh, it was, they. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now I got a real question. I got a real question for you. The Firm had a woman rapper in it named Foxy Brown. Was nah, there? No, 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 no. This is the firm. There's a bunch of dudes who used to go stripping and stuff like that. So <laughs> she met one of my homeboys. He could have, he cool, cool's a fan, man. He still loved to dance. He's not that stripping, but he too old to strip now. He's in his 50s. But, you know, he that's what he did back in the day, and they made a lot of money. But the women so, used to be more discreet. There's no vegan meat. Nah, nah, nah. Real, this real good. So women used to go you know? and have sex at these bachelorette parties because women tell you, no, we don't do nothing. I seen many of nights. They get down for the crown, and we seen it before. Remember, um, what was the dancing bear used to be around? Remember dancing bear on um porno? Oh, I heard of that, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> dancing bear, and the women used to give head and all this shit like that. You know, the strangers. So this stuff is. Oh, I thought you. I thought oh, DOT saw the firm. I was like, you think firm is the result? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's it, DOTs. That's a fact, Jack. 
But anyway, oh, that, okay. So, but now women are more. Oh, live mature. life follow. Oh, pardon, yeah, pardon, dude. See, good, good. I fo- see, I follow him. See that, that he's from Queens, a Haitian brother, cool dude. So that's what that's how he makes his money. He goes around the world. Women fly him out. He's been in Brazil for a while. He's in uh, South Africa for a while. He goes around doing these things. He has sex with women, or you follow him on um, Twitter, whatever. He's doing all this kind of stuff. It's a different era, man. And he's living his life. It's funny. Kevin talked about his one story. We went to this whole thing, but. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> this is a collaborative community story. We all take a part. <laughs> Design your own engine. No pun intended. <laughs> it's a choose your a choose your own adventure type story <laughs> right now, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm using the one where the story <laughs> ended 20 minutes ago. I'm the quick ending. I navigate this real quick. Hey, um, hey but yeah, you asked me what I played. I did play poker. I played uh black uh blackjack and um craps. Nice. Okay. I didn't play a lot of blackjack. I stopped playing it after a while. I was like, I can't count cards, so I ain't playing this. I seen too many movies on it. <laughs> only thing, only thing, don't play, don't play uh, to me. I'm not. I'm never. I gambled in the Caribbean a lot, and I always lost money. I swear to God, it see us. The the cards, the dice go different when Americans get on the table. I swear to God, every time. So, all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. She said, "Demond, you're very cultured, huh?" And then around the way, guy. Yo, eat, yo, live life. I never want to be a woulda, coulda, shoulda person. So I just lived it because we only get one shot at this shit. So I'm going to have fun with it. So I just had a lot of fun when I was young. A lot, a lot of fun. Did everything. I'm glad we get to hear the stories, though. I ain't going to lie. And, and Jamie, Jamie, Jamie's, Jamie's my witness. I ain't going to say Jamie's with me, but he knows these stories. <laughs> yeah, I, I respect that. I appreciate you saying that because I don't know nobody who's ever with me whenever I did anything ever in life. I, that's just how it is. Like, no, they, what? They wasn't there. <laughs> oh man! All right, so real quick, let's get into some. Let's be talking some freaky shit. Wayne Brady comes out as a pansexual. Jamie, can you please the clip for us, please? Wayne Brady is opening up about his sexuality. The comedian tells people exclusively that he identifies as pansexual, which means he's attracted to persons regardless of their sex or gender. He also puts it another way, saying that he's quote bisexual with an open mind. Brady first came out to his ex-wife, Mandy, with whom he shares a 20-year-old daughter. They, along with Mandy's current partner, Jason, are set to film a reality series about their blended family, which will premiere on Hulu next year. And they've been supportive of Brady on his journey, with his ex noting that she knew coming out would help him be happier. Brady explains that at one point, he did ask himself if he was gay after having been attracted to men at times in his life, though he'd never dated a man. After doing some research, he couldn't say he was solely bisexual either. So he came to pansexual because to him, pan means being able to be attracted to anyone who identifies as gay, straight, bi, transsexual, or non-binary. Brady says he had to start loving his authentic self to be truly happy, but there was shame around his sexuality because of how he was raised. And although he's always had a great relationship with the LGBTQ community, he admits that he always felt like a sham because he wasn't being forthcoming with himself. Now, he says he's doing a lot of therapy and, quote, trying to be the most Wayne Brady I can be. And while he's currently single, Brady isn't looking to date at the moment. He explains, I've got some work to do still. Then Wayne as a single, open-minded pansexual can make a decision and be free and open to other people. Does Wayne Brady have a smack a bitch? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> come on, come on. Oh, we, oh, we off the commercial. We Ah, come on, man. No, no, no. I'm I'm cool with Wayne Brady identifying however he wants. He should live his life and be happy. I mean, is this surprising? No. 
Yeah, and it's okay. Like we always <laughs> we always supported Dwayne Brady. He was funny, he was talented and all that stuff. I now I don't want to say this because uh, I guess get the scroll ready, but yo, EOTs need to could scroll. this potentially EOTs be EOTs need to scroll? Yeah, could yeah, this yeah. potentially <laughs> be yeah, go ahead. Look, Jamie needs a scroll because he keep putting <laughs> certain comments back up. You notice that he keep putting them up multiple times. So who needs to scroll for real? That's a good yeah. point. Got a point, got a point. Scroll got yourself. Point. Um, but <laughs> so I don't want to say it because it might it, this could this could be a cancel. I don't know, it cancel for every comment. But <laughs> could this be a move to maybe reinvigorate uh the career or build some buzz to build up interest in the show? You mean the dry, because I don't dusty bones of his career. Damn, I I didn't say his career was that bad. But, comments, uh, we don't go back to this comment suit. But go ahead, yeah, yeah, I'm just you know, and and there's nothing. Identify how you want. Live your life. Be happy. Go go enjoy yourself. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know because it's the upcoming show. Are they looking for way? This is marketing. We know the way of the world, right? The way of true. business, the way that of television, the way of very all true. this very is true. marketing. Very so true. anything that could generate any attention. From any community that will bring more viewers and add dollars or something, there are people who will do it. I'm not saying Wayne Brady is anything like that. I don't know him as a person. I don't have any opinions on him as a person. But you, that is a that is a tactic. It is a tried and true tactic throughout history. So just a thought. Damien, your sign is blocking your mouth. Oh. What? Good. Um, that means I can't be I can't be held accountable for anything no, I said in the last 15 no, seconds. No, oh, the camera you says can't. What what I'm saying is this. This is, this is this is it. And you know, I was just listening to these stories and stuff like that. And I guess I guess I will be one of the woulda, coulda, shoulda because there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on out here. Like I, you know, I it, it, it was, I thought about when I grew up, right? And 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 everybody has to have space in this world, and I think everybody has to have a lane. Okay, so my lane is exclusively the heterosexual lane. That's it, right? I can't bear off the lane. I'm not interested in letting nobody else in the lane. Like, this is my lane, right? I just would say, I don't want to see the lanes intersect. So everybody should have the space to do what they want to do. I'm just amazed how every day there is something different. When I was a kid, from the time we hit adolescence, my friends and I goal was to try to find Playboy books and stuff. Or when you went to the pool, try to get some glimpse into that other locker room. That was it. The fact that there are so many different boxes checked now amazes me. Like it is, it is. Next week, somebody like, "Yo, I'm attracted to trees. If I see a tree, but it's on, like it just it's like anything that just anything just happens, and I'm amazed." It, it just amazes me that you can be 50 years old and just be like, yo, I I just I, I like everything. Like it's just it's it's amazing. And I'm not listen, I'm not judging nobody, condemning nobody. I'm just like, it bugs me out. Wayne Brady, who I always thought was just different, just weird. I don't really find him funny to be honest. Only time I found him funny was on the Chappelle show. When on the Chappelle that's, show. That's, that's the only time on the That's Chappelle the only show. time I don't find this just, I see why his brand plays to you know, white America, but I don't really find him funny. But I guess that being said, uh, I guess he, I, I think Damien does have a point where when people cool off, they seem to jump on this, um, 
you know, they, they seem to jump in, a, a, again, a certain lane that always yeah, seems to the lane that happens to be controlled by a lot of people who are in Hollywood. And it seems like it does give them some buzz. So I really don't know. I guess whatever he's doing, that's on him. And I'll just say this and no disrespect to anybody. I thank God for my lane, though. I thank God for what whatever reason I'm in it, however I got in it. I thank God because to me, it, it's, it's the best lane. Now, obviously, it ain't. It, it it ain't the HOV. You be by yourself. I can't front these days. But at the end of the day, I appreciate that. <laughs> I can't front. It ain't no more high occupancy in it no more. But yo, right. for those for those five of us that's still in the heterosexual lane, I appreciate it. <laughs> I got a question. I'm gonna wait till we're gonna play what's your price after y'all comments. I, I we're gonna play a brand new game on the show for the for us and the audience. About to make it up on the spot. Let's do this. Y'all ready? You got a comment, Derek? You got a comment before I act? Mine is deal or no deal. Let's go read some of these. We're going to read some of these. Yeah, Yeah, Nikki says, and she's not, it's not even a little surprising, right? Uh, Tim G says, people don't want people in their business until it's this. Uh, Just be minus the publicity. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, why is this a headline? (laughs) Well, because like Damien said, they got a show coming out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sean says, uh, can ninjas just say I'm gay or bi? No, no, because that is now boring as well. Um, <laughs> like, like a plumber explaining tax law, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no publicity is bad publicity. Facts. Yeah, EOT says, who cares what the, <laughs> his D-tip smells like? I don't care about who you sleep with. Just show us your acting or your projects. Damn. She says, why do we always have to wear a sexuality name tag now? Yeah, you know, because that's the I know, I'll tell you, I'll get to that one in a minute. Go ahead. Yeah, EOT, so tired of hearing about people's bedroom antics for marketing purposes. Y'all know the gays have a ton of disposable income that heterosexuals with families do not. Live life by doing. Live life by doing. People just have more of an outlet now. Everything used to be so taboo, and there weren't all these platforms to connect with people like you. All right, it's like what? I'm not the only one that humps trees. (laughs) Wow, shit! God (laughs) damn, that was fucking funny, man. I got a lot of this funny. Yeah, man. That shit is funny. <laughs> Wait, ain't Wayne Brady is is he's boring. Her heterosexual is boring, so now he just goes to the pan. He's not gay. He's not bi. He never been with I think a man. They, Derek, Come I on. think that bi thing is a front. I think that bi thing is where they try to take a little bit of the, the the fastball off of it. I think a lot of these dudes be gay and they throw the bi thing in there just maybe. But I'm yeah. but I'm but what's the I think the pansexual thing is actually the opposite. You ain't gay, you ain't bi, you just heterosexual is boring. So you it hurt me when the sister came out with it. Man. The one from um the singer. Oh, oh yeah, um, Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. That I don't know why it hurt me. It just hurt. Like, it just we hurt. knew she knew we knew she was coming back in the day. Though. She just oh, more openly now with the titties and that she got more ags in the video. She already said she was kind of um, ex- um, I think she said she was bisexual before. But so what is that? So what does that mean when you say I'm attracted to just anybody? I don't want. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be quiet. Flirt with anybody for money and status. That's what nah, nah. I don't. Oh damn. That. Yeah, that's vicious. That's I was gonna no. say that that's it could mean. mean that you don't care who cle- who cheeks you clap 
you clapping cheeks regardless. That's probably what it yeah, means. No, he ain't clapping good. cheeks. He's not clapping cheeks. He's just saying that he's attracted. He's just saying whatever it takes to. But no, but well, remember, I mean, tomato, tomato to me. No, but remember he said he said he he didn't know he was because he never dated a man. But I think he probably had some sexual acts with a man. He never said he, he never said he had sexual acts. Yeah. He never dated. But he never but what I'm saying act. is the fact that you're attracted to a dude. I've never been attracted to a dude like like like. I, I told somebody if 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 Boris Kojo was standing in the street with no clothes on, I would swerve into a tree not to see it. That that's just what it is. Like like at the end of the day, and so I think they vacillate between kind of like what Damien alluded to when 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 certain people tap into this. No pun intended. When they need to, that's that's what it just that's seems what like. It is. And I think he. I think it's Hollywood. I think he has to stay relevant in Hollywood. And save the what's it, the gong show he's on now. If that goes away, he got to make sure he has the other gigs. You know what I'm saying? So he got to make sure. I think I we've think that's as, in the show. We've gone as far as we can go with heterosexual relationships. Who you messing with? And who you screwing? And who you dating? We've gone as far as we can go with that. You gotta. It's not. I don't believe that. I don't not believe that. There's so many. There's so many things you do. Demond probably got stories for another two years to tell us about some of the heterosexual <laughs> things we can do. Facts. Anyway. Because somebody so said y'all ready taboo. to play this game? I thought somebody said taboo. I thought you were talking about the club taboo down there. Oh, well, I can tell you, thank God for women. <laughs> There's no alternative. There's no nothing. I don't even know what second best to it. Just well, never mind. Damien, I don't want the game to come out wrong. The, the game's gonna go too long. I want to make sure we get to these last few things on the show. So I don't want. I, don't right, go I was just gonna game. ask um, if you would be given, let's say, a five hundred thousand dollar a year salary to do like a TV show or to play a role. You're an actor. And all you had to do was say, you know what? I'm questioning. Would you take that? You'd be like, I'm questioning. You know, that's the isn't that the cue in the Nah, I'm good. My name, no. my name is everything. Wait, you mean to actually have somebody think that I was questioning my yes, sexuality? Yeah. 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 Do you remember this song? I can't do nothing for you, man. I can't do nothing for you, man. <laughs> I know that song very well, actually. Not EPMD, Flavor Flav Chuck D, Public yeah, Enemy. Yeah, I was listening to EPMD this weekend though. They they was, yeah. Fire anyway, Fire. one of my favorite groups. Yeah, but time. yeah, but now yeah, $500,000. Nah, man, it's like a million. Know, if they pulled up nah, with the man. briefcase, backed up the Brinks truck, no, nah, I can't. I gotta be I, see the thing is with the whole thing with people that's going to when they come out, they gotta be happy with themselves. I wouldn't be happy with myself. I did something like that. For mm, that's you a great point. So I, I couldn't do it, like you know what I'm saying. I know what I'm yeah. into. I'm into women, I've always been into women. I, I don't even like taking a hard. shit you know what I'm saying? So it's like that doesn't it doesn't work for me. Did you ever think about writing Hallmark cards for a living? Did you ever think about that? No. I'm just honest. I'm just saying, man. I'm not good at it because, like, I tell people, I want to be like, I'm not. That's what you into. That's what you. But I can I can sell myself out for that shit. I and, and honestly, at the end of the day, if if Wayne Brady is happier and he's able to live a fuller life, I think that's great. But it was the way they phrased it. I don't know if that was him speaking. They were quoting him. But it was like, uh, I can be more Wayne Brady. And I'm like, is that a persona he's talking about? Or is that who he really is? You get what I mean? Like, yeah. So we'll, we'll never know. It's because it's publicity. It's the business. We know they pull a lot of stunts. We know the media, is, it will do whatever it takes to get ratings, viewers, increase revenue. So we like may he, never know. Like EOT said, a million, a million dollars is no money, especially in New York. A million dollars doesn't even pay my mortgage, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's because so you're like, balling. Nah, when 90% of the, the population make under $60,000 or something like that, that million dollars look real good. A million dollars on retire you? I'm going to tell you honestly, 
At the age you at now, a million dollars for another 40 years. Most people don't make a million dollars in 40 years. I know. That's what I'm saying. That, so, so that million right there is, is going to be more than they're going to make Damien, working on it. I put like this. Yeah. I put like this. Yeah. There, 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 there are certain things, certain lines. I think if you cross them, you can't cross back. And that's one of them for me. That's a deal breaker mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. I can't. Okay. I can't front. You know, no, I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just curious. From my father, to our grandfather, to my great grandfather, I hate to say it. I'm, I know this gonna sound foul to people. They would have rather I be the axe murderer. I ain't gonna lie. That's just how God that was the everyday. That's that's the everyday came up with. I mean, you know what I'm Can saying? That's just the everyday. These topics. Can we just talk about topics that we are qualified to right, talk about? Let's go, let's we, let's let's that let's was. Sorry, Kevin, I cut you off. I apologize. That was it was like good God. Maybe I asked the wrong question. I'm about to cut myself off. Shut my mic off. Give me a scroll. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's go. So we, only got, we only got 13 minutes. Let's get into it. We got a few more things to go through here, man. So Jamie Foxx apologizes for Instagram post that drew uh, uh, accusations of anti-Semitic. Jamie, can you please uh, anti-Semiticism? Uh, whatever, I can't get that word out. Anyway, Jamie, play the damn clip. Jamie Foxx is apologizing for an Instagram post that was perceived as anti-Semitic. In the since-deleted post, Fox wrote, they killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Hashtag fake friends, hashtag fake love. The actor then took to social media to apologize for the post, writing, I want to apologize to the Jewish community and everyone who is offended by my post. I now know my choice of words have caused offense, and I'm sorry. That was never my intent. To clarify, I was betrayed by a fake friend, and that's what I meant with they, not anything more. I only have love in my heart for everyone. I love and support the Jewish community. My deepest apologies to anyone who is offended. Nothing but love always, Jamie Foxx. The controversy around Foxx's initial post had also spread to Jennifer Aniston. In a screenshot circulated online, it appeared that Aniston liked Foxx's original post. The actress herself took to social media to clarify, noting, This really makes me sick. I did not, quote, like this post on purpose or by accident. And more importantly, I want to be clear to my friends and anyone hurt by this showing up in their feeds, I do not support any form of anti-Semitism, and I truly don't tolerate hate of any kind, period. Fox's post was criticized for seemingly promoting the anti-Semitic view that the Jewish people were responsible for the death of Jesus Christ. However, others have argued that Fox's post and expression was actually a reference to the story of how one of Jesus' disciples and close confidants Judas betrayed him, hence the hashtags fake friends and fake love. The actor's posts come as he continues to recover after after he was hospitalized due to a medical complication while filming the Netflix film Back in Action. For more on this story, head to THR.com. And for the latest entertainment news and updates, keep watching The Hollywood Reporter News. Oh. Yeah, man, sorry about that. <laughs> well, this is the thing. First of all, first of all, it's not like if you read the, the gospel narrative, it's not like Jesus died of natural causes. OK, somebody killed him. All right. And so he didn't say who he believed killed him. All right. That's the first thing. Secondly, I'll say this again. I've, we've gone over this a million times with Kyrie Irving and other people. If you talk about if you say the word gay people. And if you say the word Jewish people. It better be followed by a compliment. That's it. Nothing else. If you say those words after you say the word, it better be a compliment. It can't be indifferent. It can't be your opinion about something. It has to be complimentary. And that's it. That's it. If you say Jewish people, 
you follow that statement. But he didn't, he didn't, say, he, but the thing, he didn't not, say Jewish, though. He didn't that, say Jewish people, but, but they so ill that even if you don't say it and it's implied, you still up there apologizing. Jennifer has to catch a straight bullet. I mean, she yeah. just because you know it's way of the black people vernacular because we say they, right? Now, that meaning that can mean they can mean one person, right. you, know, right. they, you know what I'm saying? So, that that, right. that was the, the whole trick on the it's ridiculous. Word. Jesus was killed. I mean, that's just yeah. the bottom line. He and was then, murdered. Like, like then, what I don't get it. Then, Somebody like, murdered him, like you. But what I think James was saying was one person when he's saying that they and that was Judas, right? Judas betrayed him, Kevin. You the Bible, do right. yeah, he did betray him, but 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 Judas ain't kill him at the end of the day. They can say if somebody can say, "Hey, Jesus, we don't believe it. We don't believe this is true. We don't believe whatever." If you believe that Jesus exists, the only record we have is the Gospels, which implied that it was to tell you that he got killed. He was betrayed and he was hung on a cross and killed. That's it. So that's the bottom line. And he happened to be Jewish, so that's just what it was. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. So. It's the same thing with Mel Brooks did the um his movie about the Christ, the death death of Christ, right? Mel Brooks said, "You don't have a problem with me. You got a problem with the Gospels. That's just what it is." Because mm. the Jewish community went hard at him about that, and he was like, "This is what I'm doing a movie about the Gospels. That's the story, and that's it." But like I said, it's not what's what's fair or what's right. It's just who's the gatekeepers and the powers that be, and that at the end of the day. He's in the industry that is operated by Hollywood, which is controlled by by Jewish people. And that's just the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So just to be sure, I don't know how you come from being sick to now having to apologize. I mean, immediately the man just jumped into the fire. Is this, is this clone? This clone is doing it. That's what's going on in the room. He's a clone now, so. Now, like, it's the yeah. same thing But people be like, yo, they talked about Jesus. What do you think they're going to do to you? I mean, in other words, you know, it's just an expression. It's an expression. Black people saying that for a long time. It's like mm -hmm. it's nothing towards Jewish people at all. For Jewish, for Jewish people, we're gonna give you a little education. That's the way we talk, and that's the way we say certain things. That don't mean nothing about Jews. We ain't even thinking about Jewish, Jewish people when we say Fact. that. Shit. Not even at all. Black now, people. do me a favor. Next week, D, when you reading your apology on air, make sure you clear that up. I apologize for some stuff. I ain't do this shit. And I know it's in my heart. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> I'm not doing. This it. is a reach. We should move on. Well, this, 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 is this is the reach. This is bullshit. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, but I this Jamie Fox. I'll be wishing well in his health and everything. Yeah, and stuff and everybody stopped with the rumors that he's a clone and all the kind of crazy shit like that. <laughs> That's fun though. That's a fun rumor though. Nah, they even said Ebro's reading the other day. They said he was he that Cardi B was a clone and that he had a, when he clapped three times in the interview woke the clone up. I was like, God damn, everybody's a clone. I might be a clone now. Shit. Oh, oh no no you're an original brother <laughs> yeah, you got too many accurate memories <laughs> hey listen i got stories for days man yeah, um, you got too many stories let me see let's go to something we're gonna go we're gonna go something deep right now i'm very happy that this happened henrietta lax for people that don't know is a sister i don't know uh, back in the day in Baltimore that had uh, anyway let me go reread what Jamie wrote first Henry and Lacks family settled lawsuit after sales used for countless medical breakthroughs Jamie can you please play the clip and the family of Henrietta Lacks has reached a settlement with a biotech company accused of profiting off her immortal cell line Lacks died of cancer in 1951 back then doctors took some of her cancer cells without her or her family's consent those cells have been used in countless medical breakthroughs. The Lax family says it has waited 
70 years for justice. I can think of no better present on what would have been Henrietta Lacks' 103rd birthday than to give her family some measure of respect for Henrietta Lacks, some measure of dignity for Henrietta Lacks. That was attorney Benjamin Crump. The terms of the agreement remain confidential. Congratulations to the family for finally wait, 70 years, probably so many people gone past like, that time. money could have been that money could have helped out for. Um for people to know they have movies, they have books on this sister. Please check them out when you get a chance yeah. about Henrietta Lacks. I think Oprah did one too. I forgot the name of the joint. I can't remember the name of that joint. Um, I think it was um what's a hospital John Hopkins, right? That's the one I had out in Baltimore, right? John Hopkins Hospital. They made a lot of money on her. And all these other labs and companies over the years and billions and billions of dollars and their family got no nothing from it and this is like once again black people amazing come save the day but anyway let's go ahead brothers i was just about to say that ben Crump, Crump. everywhere man that i know people get mad and say that but ben Crump, he, he get to get to the bag i ain't no front yeah, he does. 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 Yeah, shout out for him, man, and shout out for the family, man. That's a, it's a beautiful thing uh, to finally happen. Um, how much money was raised? How much money was made off of those sales, man? You know what I mean? How many million? Yeah. Is it? Are we in the billions? Maybe you took think about billions. 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 Yeah, billions. gotta be. Gotta easily be, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know. And and so so yeah so they is you know she's at least that came out of it um you know imagine how many generations um if you know that could have helped out you know within that family too so um so yeah you know I mean I'm glad that it happened you know it's a beautiful thing you can't argue too much too much about that and I'm glad they stuck yeah. with it I mean the, yeah. the, I mean you know that's the, I'm sure that was a long fight and i mean the 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 burden of proof i'm sure was on that family at all the time at all times and for them to actually yeah. go and, and stand their ground um uh probably better late than never but um thank god her legacy uh people will know and and and, and family members now will go to school and buy homes and do all the things that they want to do that i'm sure she would have loved to have seen done for her grands and great grands and great greats so god bless them for that yeah. Quick question, Jamie. Thirty-five billion is the number that they got, or is that the number that they made off of her sales? Because I think it's even more than that. Because I know that they don't count. Because it, to me, those cells they created new industries and they put people and they create they created stock elevation. You get what I mean? Like, there's so many things that have occurred that was probably paid and funded other treatments yeah. that then made billions. Yeah, just but the I, I, industry itself, man. You know what it, I'm saying? It's so many things that they will never directly relate to it. You get what I'm saying? That we know will probably have was spawned for it. some somebody made millions that started a company that invented another cure that but that seed money came from this. So those extra millions you made over here with this other business or this other tech. You put his yeah, he put, he but, put um, the answer, he put the answer he said thirty five million a year. Um, which was probably uh, probably turned into billions of this minimum thirty five over those years. That's, that's that's billions of dollars. But you get what I mean, right? Like they made thirty five million a year, but the, that money went and funded in, other things. They said a billion a year minimum. Yeah, billion, billion a year. 
Yeah, and them billions funded other things. You know what I'm saying? And that, to me, I, I know they never report that. They would never report the actual money. They, what? You know how crazy people would turn out? Yeah. Well, yeah. This is going to set a precedent for generations of black families that were robbed and used to benefit industries. Yeah. It should. You know? It should. Yeah, it should. Well, well reparations. I mean, they, they're still doing it with hip-hop. Hip-hop is 50. We got about 50 yeah. years that we, we need to start building a case right there. Yep. Well, Sean, Sean, bring that what Sean's saying real quick. No, I missed that. He said trillions, not billions. That's what I was every, saying. Every blockbuster drug is one plus billion per year times 70 years, you know? Exactly. That's what I was saying. Basically, the amount of money they, you know how much money they make off of one thing and then they funnel it into other things and report the losses? You, It's more than 35. I, yeah. I would not believe. I mean, yeah, that's the number been. reported. Cancer That's the number reported. Cancer treatment has is props up entire in, in the entire industry. Companies, Pfizer, you know, when you start thinking about all of them and Merck and all, you know, you, you think about the tech just to just to just to like, oh, we think it might be. Let's run the test. The technology yeah. invented, the funding, the research, all that stuff. Yeah, it 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 had to have a hand in all that. Any, anyway, yeah. Well, no, I just hope yeah, to build some more happy ending spots because that's what we need. More happy ending spots for the world to be happy. <laughs> On that note, my brothers and my sisters. That might help. We happy that uh, Henrietta's family got all that money and that we all going to end up happy. And shout out to once again to our, our guest tonight, Ms. Cassandra Pierre. She was dope tonight. Shout out she to brothers. Uh, keep your chair by your bed. Keep your family protected. Throw, a chair, throw your hat in there if you need me. All right, we want to say peace. Keep that thing on you. Keep that chair on you. Peace, peace bro. <laughs>